This week on the Valkyrie cast, we're talking about Star Wars. And if you look at the time code below, you may notice this is a bit of a long episode. Instead of cutting things out, we decided to leave the entire conversation in so you could get the whole experience. So you're warned, there will be a time code in the description if you want to skip ahead to any specific parts. So let's begin talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Valkyrie cast. I'm one of your hosts, Drew, and we are so happy you're here. Guys, we're talking Star Wars today, and to talk Star Wars today, as always, we have your other co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, maybe? (laughs) We got Matt. Hello, I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Yeah, that works. (laughs) And then, running all our tech and keeping us all together, the best drone pilot, this side of Tashi Station. I, that may have been a wrong Star Wars reference, but I'm rolling with that it. Was that right? Okay. Go with it. it was like, yeah, we've got the bearded wonder himself, Tommy. What's up, guys? We also have two guests with us today to talk Star Wars, two friends of ours who are huge Star Wars nerds, and we love them for them. We have our good friend, Jacob. Hello, hello. And our other good friend, Josh. So this is a little embarrassing. I thought you said this was about Star-Lord. I've been, <laughs> been watching the Guardians of the Galaxy a lot this weekend, but That'd it makes a, a lot podcast. more sense now. I've been so prepped. I've been so prepped. I've been ready. Got notes and everything. Notes. <laughs> so as always, starting off our podcast, and we have new guests, we always ask them three questions here on the Valkyrie cast. We are all about movies, television, and video games here, so we would love to hear from you guys what your favorite movie is, what your favorite television show is, what your favorite game is. We know they're hard questions because we all love multiple things, so it doesn't have to be set in stone. You can change your mind later. Like This isn't going to be 20 years later and someone's going to be like, we've got a recording of you saying that you liked this. Uh, Jacob, why don't you start us off? Uh, okay. Whatever order you want. It's uh, movie, would, TV, and video game. Movie, uh, I think it makes sense that I would say Star Wars. That's good. One of the, uh, probably the original trilogy, maybe Empire or uh, A New Hope. Good choices. Good choices. One of the two. Um, you don't like the Sarlacc pit, huh? The Sarlacc, well, it was... What about the beak? Uh, the beak? Did that help? No, no, it not so really. much, no. I like the uh, big rubbery tentacle that, you know, <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, TV, TV, Star Wars. Uh, okay, on the TV. Um, I don't know. Maybe Lost. Okay. Lost is good. good. The first season, at least. You know, don't hold me to I it. I think that may be all I've watched is like the first season. Uh, you're, you know, honestly, by the third season, it gets a little fishy. Um, but uh, do they all become fish? Punish no, them? no. But no. I wouldn't. Never you know, that, that would have been a better show. It <laughs> could have been. Could have saved it. I heard someone say the other day, J.J. Abrams is great to like starting things and like being mystery. He's terrible at like wrapping them up, I hear. Um, that's what I've heard. That's why he gave this one to Ryan Johnson. It's just like, all right, I set it up. Good luck. Yeah, but he's finishing it, so it could yeah, be bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, video games, I might go with Bioshock. Oh, that's a good one. Either the first one or Infinite. Mm. I remember the first time I played the original Bioshock getting towards the end. It was like one of the one of like this moment of like, holy crap. Yes. I didn't realize that an infinite was I liked just beautiful. Infinite. infinite was my favorite of them because it was still really scary and creepy in its own way, but it was all bright and colorful. It's like how are they making this scary? This yes. this should be happy. We're up in the clouds, but no, mm-hmm. no, it's a scary world. Yeah, no, they're they're fantastic games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's good stuff. Josh, good what about you, man? After watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 six times this week on Netflix, <laughs> that is not Which my I favorite like movie. That movie, by the way, these guys don't. I never said I, I liked did it. it. 
I, I just think don't. the fir- I just think the first one's <laughs> better. Shocker that Tommy doesn't like something. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, you should go- make T-shirts that say that Tommy doesn't like it. Shocker. First. No, I want one that says Tommy does like things. He likes puppies. He likes. I didn't <laughs> let the font get smaller. Alien as puppies, it goes wife. <laughs> My Jeep when it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what's Star your Wars. actual movie then? Oh, Star. Mm. Love Star Wars. Um, favorite video game would be uh, Tecmo Super Bowl for the original NES. Yeah. And I'll go with my most recent favorite TV show, which is West Wing. We oh, man. Finished West that last West year. Was, yeah. Never got into West Wing. Oh, yeah. But I hear it's good. It's good. good. I'm actually just making it through that now for the first time. Oh, huh? so, it's a good show, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So starting off tonight, we are talking Star Wars, and we're going to dive straight in. Um, uh, so here's what I'd like to start off our question before we dive into The Last Jedi, which we have all seen. How, quick question. Who has seen it more than once? Because I've only seen it once. Okay. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Tommy saw it twice. And I think I it's did. worth I think it's worth seeing it uh, twice. If anything, just to gather your thoughts. Yes, I'd agree. I came out of the first one very conflicted. I wanted to come out loving it. Conflicted like Kylo? Uh, I don't know if he's as conflicted, but spoiler yeah. warning. <laughs> so I I wanted to absolutely love it, close. and there were a lot that I did love when I came out of the first viewing. But I was just sitting there like I can't say I love this movie, so I had to go see it a second time. And I have to say, seeing it a second time, I enjoyed it a lot more because I I think I knew what was going on, and so I kind of could focus on some of the stuff that I was not as interested the first time. And I'll, I'll touch on some of that when we dive into it. But yes, I saw it twice. I, I will see it again eventually somewhere before it leaves theaters because I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Um, all right, so here's the question then to start us off tonight. What is your first like Star Wars memory? Ooh. Matt, why don't you start us off? I've got this real vivid one. That's what brought the question to mind, so I'll, I'll go last. But Matt, why don't you start us up and we'll go around the table. Oh, um, Star Wars is very... There, there's like two big things for me that I um, just like have a really strong childhood emotional attachment to and that's like batman and dc heroes and star wars those are my like two things that if i were to admit i'm a fanboy of those are the only things that i would could would probably be like yeah i'm fanboys of that so i remember my first memory of star wars was watching um a new hope with drew and our other brother zach we were at someone else's house watching it and I don't remember who it was or when it was. I just remember I was really, really young. It was like right when the first, I think it was like right when the, the first like um, enhanced versions came out. Special, on edition. special edition. The very first special editions came out. And we had like the box of it that the had Vader's box. face. The gold box yep. had Vader's Still face. Still got it upstairs. And I remember watching it. And there's two things that I vividly remember. The, the thing that like blew my mind was just like, the x-wing fights and stuff at the end like x-wings were so cool to me and the whole trench run and the suspense of like are they gonna make it is the planet gonna blow up like even as like a kid i just was so interested in that and then the other memory is my brother covering my eyes during the uh the scene with uncle owen and aunt beru and their skeletons because i was young enough where they had to cover my eyes for that part and i was like what's going on I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so, like, for a long time, like, I, I that scene was a Luke's mystery to me. goodbye to his aunt and uncle. Yeah, it's, everything's good. But, like, I can remember Drew. I don't know if it was Drew or Zach, but I can remember them, like, Let's legitimately. Honest, it was me. It physically, wasn't Zach. Yeah, it's true. It was probably Drew. Covering my eyes for that moment and me just being like, I don't know what's going on, but I saw smoke. Is somebody, is something on fire? <laughs> They're on a desert planet. I don't understand this. But yeah, that's that's probably my first memories of Star Wars, The New Hope, which is why it's got a special place in my heart. I got that. Jacob. Gotcha. 
Uh, my first, very first memory of Star Wars would probably be looking through the record that my parents owned. Ooh. I still have it on vinyl. I stole it from their house, and I've got it. And uh, looking through, opening it up, it was two, two records, and it had images from the movie. Oh, man. At that point in time, I was too young to have seen it in the theaters. Just but, barely. Just barely. Uh, <laughs> but I remember looking through the... Uh, Looking through the record, opening it up and looking at the images, it had one of Leia and one of Vader, and just it was it was fantastic. It was magical. And so by the time I finally saw Jedi in the theater, I uh, you know it was great. It was great. I also still have an Ewok. Oh, like you still have a live Ewok? Like the original Ewok? From, one of the original from back in the nineteen eighties from nineteen eighty four. That's sweet. Five. And that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, he's. Have you guys ever seen? Uh, what is it? Yeah. Um, how many? How many mother? mother? Yeah, where they, like, they can determine if you're below, younger, or older than thirty at the time of the episode, whether or not you like Ewoks or, or not. not. Yeah, <laughs> because if you like Ewoks, you're under thirty because you were a kid when Star Wars came out, and if you don't like Ewoks, it means you're over thirty and you hate the Ewoks. Let, yeah. Let's take a quick tangent, Jacob. Since you were old enough to see Jedi in theater. Yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. Um, no shame in this game. Um, do you love her? Ewoks. Like, how do you I love them. I love them. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, I I remember he was seeing that, that, at that one at that one point. He's in the not final... that old. I was sitting here with like a, a senior citizen. I did not walk in with a walker. Just, uh... <laughs> but I do remember seeing it in the theater. And when, at that point, when the Ewok dies, and the other one, you know, they get knocked oh, down. The other one tries to revive the oh, other one. He's that like, was oh. sad. I was crying in the theater. It was very sad. It was very traumatic for me. And Death, so, even in Star Wars back then. Yeah, I kind of equate, um, sometimes I like to think that maybe Jar Jar is to younger generations as Ewoks were to older generations. I like to I like to think maybe the, the newer generations are wiser than... Than uh, because most most sadly, I logically, I don't, I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> furry, furry creatures that overthrew the government. Older but. I'm getting, the more my hatred grows towards George Jar or not. But <laughs> Josh, what about you, my friend? What is your uh, first memory of Star Wars? Yeah, I'm gonna hijack the question, answer my own question. My favorite Star Wars memory in general, not necessarily the first one, was uh, actually being invited by Jacob to Star Wars Celebration. Well, oh, I could say five years ago. The, the first time we went. 2012. 2012. Yeah. yeah. That was my first experience into a greater Star Wars culture, if you will. Mm. Um, Opened your eyes. So jealous. Yeah. And uh, watching them on the big screen, the original trilogy, which I didn't get to do in person, was always fun because you're sitting in a room with 500 other Star Wars fans. And they're all reacting at the same time and all cracking jokes and laughing. Uh, so my favorite Star Wars memory is actually thanks to the the man across the you table. guys you guys both no, went great. to the celebration that was last year is that right yes we did and, mm-hmm. uh, no earlier just earlier this earlier this year yes yeah. sorry this yeah. year that was yeah. back in March the first no that was a good question <laughs> that, that's true was it, that's true no, first. was it was that one you were just talking about better than the one y'all went to this year even though like Star Wars is like re-energized the now? crowds this year were so much bigger than they were five years ago. That's correct. Uh, before Disney bought them and before the, I mean, the movies hadn't really come out uh, since then. Uh, so the, the pandemonium was a lot greater. Yeah. Lines were longer. Uh, so it made the experience a little more uh, yeah, I could corporate. See yeah. yeah. When I, w- I would definitely agree with that. When, when, when I went in 2009 and then 2012 with Josh, it was, it was at that point, it was just the diehard fans. Yeah. 
So uh, they hadn't announced any of the new films yet. Nothing had come out. So it was just the diehard fans. The people fans. who actually, like, they love Star Wars and that's what they're all about. That's Yeah, that's correct. And, and not to say that the energy wasn't and was less this year. It was just there was a lot more people because yeah. everyone was so jacked about mm-hmm. all the new films coming out. So. That's right. That, I mean, that brings up a good point where I, that I've been thinking about with these newer movies and stuff. Like, one thing I love about Star Wars is that it spans, like, two, almost three generations now because of how it's been spaced out. But with these newer ones, even more than... I would say more than when the prequels happened, Star Wars is much more mainstream than it ever was. Oh, yeah. And I saw an article today that made me go... Hmm. Because the title of it literally was basically fanboys. You need to calm down because star Wars isn't about you anymore. And it was just literally talking about like the movies that like specifically it was talking about last Jedi or whatnot with all, some people that really don't like it for certain elements. And it was just saying like, basically star Wars is much bigger now and it's got um, or almost a corporate ma- mentality now because it's so big and it's just become more mainstream, which means we're going to see, I don't think they're going to take as many risks yeah. necessarily. So whether that's that. good or bad, we'll see. Yeah. It'd be really interesting if you grew up so that your first experience was seeing it, uh, the original Star Wars in 1977 mm-hmm. uh, and then seeing what it is for now. Uh, 1977, by the way, that was the year after Star-Lord made his first appearance in Marvel. <laughs> it was in January 1976. You really have Did Star-Lord's back on that piece of paper, don't you? I do love me some Star-Lord. Any other memories you want to share, Josh? That was a great one, though. I, I want to go to Celebration at some point, uh, hopefully with one you guys day. if we're still friends and you don't... Just needs to be on a weekend where me and Drew don't have to work. Yeah, Celebration was great. It's just next time I go, uh, it'll be different expectations. I was mm-hmm. expecting... Yeah. 2012 and this past year it was just so much bigger than it was. You got House of Mouse. House of Mouse. Yes. Yes. So is it time? Before we jump into talking, I did pull up the numbers for the box office. Um, The film has made 450 million around the world since opening overseas Wednesdays. Those numbers are eye-popping because the film hasn't opened in China yet. The world's second biggest film market, which will premiere there on January 5th. Yeah. Now, how did it fare next to The Force Awakens uh, domestically? It's uh, I think yeah. it's, yeah. No, wait. Mm. Last I heard, it was like 20 million behind. Really? But I think they were. Disney's film it opening to... is second only to its predecessor, Star Wars uh, The okay. Force Awakens. Okay. So which it did open with. It. Sorry, I must have read that yeah. backwards, which is sometimes the one. Yeah, it, this says that op- The Force Awakens opened with 248 million. And this one opened with 220. No, this one it says here 450, but well, I think the 248 is domestic. 450 yeah. is the 450 lot. is here and overseas except for China, which Ooh. is still That's crazy. Whew. So yeah, yeah it's I just thought that it would be Just it. like printing money, guys. And it's as of right now it holds a this said 93% on Rotten Tomatoes and yes, it's holding a 93% on the Rotten Tomatoes if you care about that. Is kind that of crap. user or critic? That is critic. User is fifty six. Yeah, there's a yes. Ooh, so that's a that's a good that's a good point to say about this movie is it is very um, decisive, divisive. Uh, it, it is really t- like I've heard people who say um, they love it. Um, I've had a, heard a lot of people say they love certain parts about it and didn't care for other parts about it. I think I probably mm-hmm. fall in that camp. But uh, the I just saw it yesterday because we had some family stuff this weekend, a wedding, and you know I told them like why get married like the day that Star Wars is coming out? <laughs> they didn't listen to me. Got to plan ahead. Um, yeah, I know. Again, but um, their priorities are not mine, obviously. Um, but um, I had someone tell me yesterday 
morning that this movie like completely ruined like certain characters and people for them. Wow. Like I've heard like, that somebody too. literally looked at me before I left. I said, I'm excited to go see it. And I said, please don't tell me anything. And like, that's fine. This movie just ruined Luke Skywalker. That was his exact. What? Quote. Seriously? What? And I'm I've bl- seen I'm it. I didn't tell you anything then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I yeah. Wow. Good yeah. friend. I, know. I was just like, all right, well, for see. For some comparison, Meta, Metacritic, which I trust a little more than Rotten Tomatoes, has the the critic score is eighty six, which is still really good, but the user score is four point nine, so it's about the same. And and I'd agree with Drew. It's it seems it seems wide like pretty pretty even because of the friends I went and saw it with, I had one friend who after thinking about it came out and was like, I think it's better than Empire Strikes Back which I'd say he's wrong, but everyone's entitled to their opinion. And then I have another friend who said he absolutely hated every part of it. So I have friends on both sides and it's really odd to me that it's, that there's a movie so divisive among like my initial friends. Yeah. You know, that person's not allowed to have an opinion. It's not as good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, but, but mentioning that too, as much as fans are kind of divided on this Mm -hmm. critics for the majority part are, Mm-hmm. praising it. I mean, I've read yes. nothing but positive things from critics um, of this movie, which um, is interesting. for CNN. I did read a, a, <laughs> an article. I what? mean, CNN, the, uh, the, the I Ching of cinematic uh, whatever. Uh, no, I did. I read, there was a quote in there that say, said that The Last Jedi was closer in the gene pool to Attack of the Clones. Ooh, those Ooh. are fighting words. That was... That was a way low blow. <laughs> that I felt. Listen, there's which some I thought that I was really interesting, about. considering all the other reviews I read before seeing the film said it was great. There's, well, and so, here, here's oh, there's some things I didn't love about it, but I would yeah, never go that low. Yeah, that's that is, that's that's hurtful. It's like the Clones is like the one Star Wars movie that, like, when I really sit down and think about it, I'm like, this isn't a Star Wars movie. Like, not at all. Like it's it's weird. It's like got this like mystery. Is a detective movie? It's a, yeah, that's a good, yeah, Detective Obi Wan going to solve. It doesn't really case. pay off in the end like and a good detective does. Okay, well since get Yoda since we've kind of talked about like the masses and you know it's it's pretty obvious that critics mostly love it and fans it seems almost split down the middle between all hate, all love, and then the people who are in the middle. So. Let's talk about our initial reactions of what we thought about it. Um, trying to keep it as spoiler light as possible, and then we can really dive in after we get our initial reactions. So, um, Drew, why don't you start us off? I really like this movie, guys. Last week when we recorded our end of the year ep- episode, and even though like start this movie won f- across the board in our poll, even though it hadn't come out, and I said it was my movie of the year, even though I hadn't seen it, I just had that much faith in it. I agree with it. I think this is my favorite movie of the year, and for some different reasons that I thought it was going to be going into it. Uh, but I like that this movie was not a rehash of empire. Like so many people had rumored saying I was a little worried about that as much as I love empire strikes back. I honestly think I'd rather have that, but um, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and some people, maybe they just want a rehash of empire strikes back. I like this movie a lot. Um, I liked that this movie was I, this movie the entire time kept me kept me guessing what was happening and what was going to happen and and I can honestly say I haven't felt that way in a Star Wars movie maybe ever since maybe the first time I watched it you get what I'm saying like I just midway through the movie and I heard someone say this today that this movie in the middle section gave you time to think about the movie unlike The Force Awakens which is just from the get go here we go 
all the way through. And they said that maybe that was what some people had a problem that that it took them out of it in that middle section of the narrative, and and it gave them time to think about what was going on. But like in that middle section, the things I was thinking about is, is this going to happen? Or is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? And none of that happened. And it was really interesting um, that. And I also love that, you know, we've had two years since the Force Awakens of people fan theory of <laughs> all these questions: who's Ray's parent? Who is Snoke? Uh, who is this, what's going to happen here, blah, 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 list after list. And it almost felt like we're, we're this. some people win this movie wanting, okay, it's going to get to this point in the movie and they have to answer this question then like look at the camera like that's the one we chose. Um, and I like that it, it wasn't that way. Um, there's a, there's a, the line in the trailer that says Luke's talking to Ray, and this isn't spoilers because it's in the trailer. It says it's not going to go the way you think. And I can honestly say that that's how I felt about this that's movie. True. It did not go the way I thought it was, but I really, really liked it. That's true. I had some issues with it, and we'll get there. Okay. But for the most part, I really liked it. I would agree with Drew. I, 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 I really, really wish that I could have had a second viewing before I came to talk about it. But I, I really agreed with it. I, I would, I would caveat that to say that I did not necessarily like all the steps that the plot took but just because it didn't sit well with me doesn't mean that it was necessarily a bad movie or that they made missteps I just because I just didn't I, resonate with you maybe yeah exactly and and it didn't necessarily hit you know some of my expectations but again that's not necessarily a bad thing and I really applaud the direction that they went some of the creative steps that they did take I you know like Drew said they went directions that I did not expect yeah and i can appreciate that ryan johnson did a good job man like i really i i don't know what i was really expecting but it's not what i got it was a beautiful film Uh, i mean there was a lot that i loved but you know so the fact that more good than than not yeah the fact that the, the one thing i've heard more from anyone who's seen it so far is i need to go see it again to like process and think about it mm-hmm. is a credit to the fact of what Ryan was able to pull off in an age and day that we know plots before we even walk into movies and trailers spoils things and everything else and I mean that that was maybe one of the more refreshing things for me is that yeah and with all the Marvel films coming out and they've yeah. been so formulaic and they're just basically so I mean I, I love the Marvel movies I think they're a ton of fun but beyond that you know they don't really push the boundaries of cinema at all you know it's just you get what you get it's you know they're more entertaining michael bay movies it's just like i like this guy (laughs) (laughs) can we bring him on more often i mean i actually like the marvel movies though that's fair you can you can have a wrong opinion (laughs) (laughs) tommy likes some he just won't admit it day and age of you know of all that just that eye candy you know it's good to have a film that's a blockbuster that makes you think Mm -hmm. okay what about you, Josh? Yeah. I liked Empire Strike. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I disagree that it, I, I believe it was a bit formulaic in the overall plot line. There's a lot of allusions to uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, that and, being said, and, and, Jedi, Return. and Return of the Jedi. Sure. Uh, that being said, I think overall it was a good film. Uh, I, I would have been happy if they cut out about half an hour in the middle of it or so. I'm sure yep. we're going to get to that. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think it would have made it a cleaner movie. Uh, not quite two and a half hours. Um, but overall, it was good. Definitely more good than bad mm-hmm. in the movie, in my opinion. So this was the longest Star Wars movie, and I drank a lot of Coke 
and popcorn and had to make the decision of when to leave, I made the right decision, guys. I left in that middle section that we all know what I'm talking about. Didn't miss anything important. We're okay. I had to pee about five minutes before the movie began, and I went, it's okay. It's Star Wars. They never go past an hour and a half. <laughs> mm. poor, Guys, I was wrong. Tommy. I was wrong. Poor, so poor Tommy. One hour forty mark, and you were yeah, like, "Yeah, I'm just like, life. wow, no. we, wow." And, and at this point, and we I realized that it's not going to end anytime soon. I and we saw like, it on Thursday night with a packed theater. We sat there for through yeah. half the credits because we couldn't move. I didn't know you had to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I'm Literally, so sorry, as soon as the credits were up, I was like, I have got to pee. And the little girl in front of me just looks, she's like, Ugh. And I was like, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> don't judge me. All right, so Tommy, give me your thoughts. Um... So what I find is interesting is a lot of the conversation has been, um, you know, everyone was expecting Empire Strikes Back. I originally liked uh, The uh, Force Awakens, Mm -hmm. and then I remember everyone's retort was, it was a new hope, rehashed. And so it's it's kind of one of those um, lose-lose in some ways, because... When they do it, it pisses mm-hmm. everybody off. And then when they don't do it, yep. it pisses yep. everybody off because yeah. your expectations aren't met. And after talking with Rebecca, uh, first off, I love the film. Um, loved, not liked. I loved. loved. I loved the film. I have some huge issues with it. And But after a lot of dialogue and after thinking about it, mulling it over, you know, like we said earlier, I went and saw it twice because it was one of those that you come out, you're like, yeah, that was awesome. And then you start thinking about it and you're like... I need to see it twice. Like I need to, I need to digest this a little bit more. I need to absorb this. Um, I, I do have a couple of huge issues with it, but they're not, even though that they're kind of big in nature, I think a lot of it can be resolved down to at times. I think we as a viewer expect too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think we realize, especially our generation. And I'm going to speak ours mostly because me, Matt and Drew here being slightly younger are of the episode one generation. Like those That's were true. the first ones we That's got right, to see in theaters. I'm young. That's true. And, uh, Bless. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Star Wars had, had existed. The, um, there was backstory already present. You know, the original trilogy gave us even more backstory. It's a universe that's already here and solid. And I think what a, a lot of people seem to have a problem with, myself initially included, is that there's very little backstory to certain characters in this new set of trilogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you think back to Empire Strikes Back and compare directly there, how much backstory did we even have back then? How oh, much yeah. backstory True. was presented? I agree with that. And so after thinking about that, I can't be as upset as I was because I think we as viewers have just come to expect too much. Might be the, and it could be the fact that, you know, there's a plethora of books that just give us so much canon. Uh, spoilers all over the internet, fan theories all over the internet. I think things spread so easily yeah. now in our, you know, information age that um, it can ruin our expectations. So. Yep. Initial thoughts. I loved it. Got a few plot points. I think we all kind of agree in the middle. Was yeah. a little long. Yeah. Even on the second viewing. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. I liked it. Well, let's get into it. Let's uh, make this. Um, do I not give my? Oh, thoughts? sorry. I apologize. No, wow. cares about your opinion, Matt. Wow. Well, you, you, Listen. So I'm so sorry. It's, it's Matt. almost like me and Tommy are gonna flip flop for this because, like, Tommy, we finished the movie, and I literally just sat there staring at the credits. 
And I was like, I have to process all of this. And so I looked at Tommy and said, Tommy, what'd you think? And Tommy said these words. I think that may have been my favorite Star Wars that I've seen. And I was like, oh man, what's wrong with me? <laughs> because the first time I saw it, I just felt really dissatisfied with a good chunk of the movie. And even me and my girlfriend on the way home from seeing it just were talking about, and she didn't like it. She didn't like the, the scene the first time. And she was really, like me, kind of upset because we wanted to go in and we wanted our minds to be blown because the critics have been like, yes. And we've been like, yes. And the behind the scenes looks amazing. And then we saw it and I was just kind of like, what, what in the world is making me not like this movie? And so we went and saw it with another friend the next night. And, and I was like, I want to see it again because it's Star Wars. And she was like, I don't know if I really want to see it again. But by the time we got to it, we were like, no, I want to see it again. And the second viewing, much better. And I've realized this is what my problem was with the first viewing. I went in, and as soon as the movie started, we have this super awesome space battle, which I loved every part of that. And then we go to Luke and Ray, which we know there's like something going on with Luke and Ray based on the other movie. And I was heavily, heavily uh, interested and 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 like involved in wanting to know what was going on with with Luke and Ray and Kylo and Snoke and all of that. That anytime we went back to the rebellion or anytime we went back to the little side advent quest in the middle, I was bored. I was like, this is boring. I want to go back to Luke and Ray. Go back to Kylo. I want to see what's going on. And the first time I saw it, there were moments in the anytime we were back with the rebellion, there were these moments that just pulled me out of the moment. And I think because the first time I saw it, I was so invested in what was going on with Luke. Because Luke is like one of my favorite characters. The New Hope was my favorite because Luke blew up the freaking Death Star and all this other cool stuff that Luke gets to do. He's whiny in that first one, but I love the character Luke. So seeing the the second time, there are still some major things that I just cannot like and really want to talk about. But overall, I really liked it. So I will say I like this movie. There's just some things that make me go, I don't, I wish they hadn't done that. And I wish they had taken some other steps. So that's where I'm at. That's Tommy only liked thoughts. it the first time because it was full bladder. He was ready to get out. That's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I, credits. I love it. Yes, credits. get me best, out of here. Best Star Wars ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where do we want to start with? Spoiler warning. We're going to, you know, yeah, at this spoilers. point we can talk in detail as much as possible. It's hard to talk about this movie and not spoil things. It I'll is. say that. Like some movies you can talk, but this movie in particular, I've had a really hard time not spoiling it when we really start talking about it. Yes. I a uh, fun story here. That night I couldn't sleep and I went home. I did a little bit of work and then I got on Rocket League and there was this dude who was talking so much garbage. And so I started no, you typing. Didn't. No, you didn't. Have you seen Star Wars yet? No, I have not. Oh, really? Let me tell you a few things. And then <laughs> no! I proceeded to ruin the movie for him. And I interspersed some legit stuff <laughs> and then some fake just stuff. Trolling. I really and like how Han Solo's Force Ghost showed up. And I don't know if it fits with the lore, but I thought it was cool. I was really surprised with all the nudity in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was shocking. So do we want to talk about, you know, do we want to walk through the plot or do we want to just talk pros and then cons? What, what are y'all thinking? Why don't we walk through maybe... Uh, Maybe the let's main go through plot. the main scenes okay. to start off with. We'll do that. So the movie opens up where the, Re- the Re- Rebellion, 
This Which is right this, after in this one, the, the resistance. But in this but it's one, interesting. but okay. So I did think this was interesting. The other one in Force Awakens, it was very clear. It was the resistance. They weren't rebe- rebels. But in this one, they threw that out the window, and they're they're calling themselves rebels, and they're they're refer. Which I guess there's not a republic anymore, so they are the re- rebels now. But I did think that was interesting. So the rebels, I'm gonna just refer to them as the rebels, are basically trying to flee a planet, very similar to how Empire starts out with them fleeing Hoth. And it's basically a space battle where Poe flies up and they destroy a dreadnought. Po, Is it a dreadnought? Yeah, dreadnought. Okay, they blow up po, they, and they destroy. And, and Poe being Poe, Poe's awesome, but Poe's also like messing up majorly. I thought <laughs> that this whole space battle was awesome. I like the bombers. I like the awesome X-wing fighting and everything like that. The initial joke with Hux was a little. Little weird for me. I thought it was funny, but it just didn't feel very Star Warsy. It felt you know what very. I'm about? It felt very like modern day joke. Yes, like yeah. it's not like which is fine. But it's not like I heard someone. I was reading somebody saying that it's not like you know Han in A New Hope saying just a blaster malfunction. We're fine down here. I mean, n- nothing to see. It's not How like that you? kind of joke. How are you? It's not that kind of joke that you know. You know, we're thirty years later, and it's still funny. Um, I don't know if this one will hold up in twenty years. Um, as as well mm. because it's a very now joke, but maybe they're trying to get new people in. Mm. I mean, it would make sense. Visually, it was awesome. How cool it was it when the dreadnought shows up? Can I just say I saw this in IMAX yesterday and in 3D IMAX, <sighs> and when that dreadnought showed up, I don't know what y'all, if y'all saw it in IMAX or not, but it was like, holy crap, what's that? That's it's got some, this got some big guns, and the the captain of that ship is like old school Im- imperial, right? Yeah. Like I kind of want to throw Hux out of an airlock and just yep. put him in charge mm-hmm. because he feels like he would get crap done. I I actually disagree with that because upon second viewing, uh, when they ask why they haven't deplo- uh, deployed the Tie Fighters, he's like, "Oh, we should have done that four minutes ago." And it's like, well, oh, why? See, I viewed didn't you? I viewed that as him being like angry and sarcastic. He was like, "Well, yeah, it, we're I gonna mean, have it to is. deploy sarcasm, it that we should have done four minutes ago." Blah, yeah, blah, but blah. the but the point is still, why didn't he do it sooner? I mean, he he if he knew Poe had yeah. already started destruction on his ship, and he had made no movements to counteract it. That's true. That sounds exactly like an old empire. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. The, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, I still wouldn't necessarily want him does, to, you know. Yeah. Uh, does anybody true. else? And I'll, I'm gonna mention this now because I'll forget later. Does anybody else feel like feel like in this movie, especially Hux, General Hux, felt just like Comic a? Relief. No, 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 no. He felt like. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna sound funny because it's Disney, but if he sounds like he feels like a Disney bumbling villain. Like, like, yes. like freaking yeah. Doofenshmirtz from uh, from Phineas and Ferb or that's any Disney I, villain you pick. I don't know. It's just <laughs> no. I think that's, I'm, I'm just I think like, that's very like characteristically the, I mean, accurate. Like the bumbling idiot villain who like is in charge but can't get anything done. I, I felt like that Captain he, Hook. He had a lot more. Captain Hook's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more gravity and a lot more menacing in The Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like think that I think that the joke at the very beginning undercut him it went on just a beat or two too long that undercut his his uh, although i think that may have been exactly that may have been intentional for later on in the film it could be but but then even later on in the film when after the duel in the throne room Mm -hmm. when he makes the nuanced very small gesture that was awesome blaster which was was awesome awesome. it was slightly less believable because he'd been the butt of a couple of jokes earlier that was a joke to me because then kylo moves and he's like oh never mind (laughs) 
That's I well, laughed. Well, somebody told me that apparently in the in the novels, Hux is a lot more menacing, and that he has killed off several of his rivals, oh, his totally superiors, to I mean, move up in rank. What, so you know, it kind of is with yeah. his character if you go into the novels. So I have a faint memory, and I've only seen it once. And but does Snoke say at some point? In that initial, when we see initially the the, and this is cutting ahead a little bit, we initially see the the throne room and Kylo's there and Hux is there. Does he say something about you think why I keep this guy in leadership or something about Hux? Yeah, is yeah, it, he like, makes a, is sure, it like he, a cut? He, no, to he makes him? a backhanded remark about yeah. keeping Hux around. Basically, that he's just an easy mind that's e- to like control. To be, yeah, yeah. To be manipulated. and that's kind of the vibe I get from him. I I, I don't like it because I I loved how much, I love Tarkin. And like I keep thinking, and, and again, no that and that this is maybe an issue that this may be one of the dividing issues of this new Star Wars trilogy is like I want to see I, I have these ideas in my head of what an Imperial officer should be, and it's Tarkin, it's cold and calculated, and you and know blow up a planet, blow up a planet just to make a point, Tarkin like. Almost as scary as Vader, not quite as scary, but almost scary. And then Hux, I'm just like, bro. You don't scare well, me. I think yeah. he was more like that in Force Awakens, like we said, because the, yeah. the moment where Kylo Ren gets pissed off and he takes his lightsaber and starts destroying the console, and Hux <laughs> is just sitting <laughs> behind him, like, "Are you done with your temper tantrum?" Yeah, I, I think agree that, that he had more. And now, but now yes. he's like scared yeah. of of it's, Kylo. Yeah, While on the other one, he was just like this guy. Yeah. Okay, so initial battle, visually awesome, uh, sets up. I thought it was a great start to the movie. Um, Poe gets in trouble because they lost literally all of their bombers on all their ships. So you know the best to... part of the whole scene was? A-Wings. A-Wings. Just leaving yeah, it at that. Likes A-wings. A-Wings, my favorite starfighter. They're I back. Like, I like X-Wings. X-Wing miniature game, Fantasy Flight. If you're listening, release an A-Wing resistant, please. I, do, I yes. also do. You're like, not listening, but please. I, like, I didn't catch it the first movie, but the first times, but I like I like that Poe's talking to BB-8 and he's like, happy beeps, buddy. Happy oh, beeps. Who, he, yeah. he repeats Tommy, that Tommy knows times. something really interesting about that he was saying. Oh. So there's a, uh, it was, uh, I don't know when the article came out, if it was today or yesterday, but uh, people were disappointed that the infamous line that is in every movie of the... Um, I've got a bad bad feeling feeling about this, guys. Wasn't prevalent in the film. Or was it? And Johnson goes, BB-8 says it at the very beginning. And so, yeah. That's why he wants happy beeps. Good job. Happy beeps, buddy. I mean, that's a valid Mm. point. I mean, Poe, what was Poe thinking? I mean, Mm -hmm. it worked out, but Mm -hmm. it didn't work out. Right. So then they get away. And at that point, we're gonna we jump back to where where Luke and Ray was at the end of of the other movie. And so, uh, let's just clump all of the Luke and Ray stuff together and clump all the rebellion stuff together. So, Luke and Ray stuff. We get we're back to Luke just staring at Ray, and Ray hands him the lightsaber, and Luke just throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> what did y'all think of that? I think that it set. Because because as we talked about earlier, there was so much expectation and so much dialogue based on who are Ray's parents. You know, yeah. what is what is this whole dynamic with Luke and Ray going to be like? You know, what is what has he been up to? Hmm. You know, there's so much, so many questions left open. And I think that right there, Ryan Johnson, uh, just in that single motion of Luke taking the lightsaber, looking at it for a beat, and then just chucking it over his back. Just uh, he set the tone for the rest of the movie, saying yeah. all these questions, all these things that you want to know about. <laughs> this is what I think about your fan theory. <laughs> I'm I'm going a different direction with this, yeah. and I mean not to say that you're not important, but you know, mm-hmm. we're, this is not how you. This is not going to end the way that you yeah, think I, it will. I love it. No, I and, agree. It, the part of me is it's like I would think that Luke would be more amazed at it, 
And I think he was from that split moment. And then it's like him back to reality of being like, I came here to die and I'm done with the Jedi. So yeah. whatever. And so like, I was fine with it. I thought it was funny and I thought it worked, but I can see where a lot of people were like, there's no way that Luke would get the lightsaber and not just be like, whoa, this is my dad's. I'm like, mm, I don't know. He kind of looked like he gave up. So, uh. See, I kind of, the first time I saw it, I thought it was funny. The second viewing, I actually think he should have had a similar reaction, but slightly different twist to it. I would have liked to have seen him actually turn around and <laughs> shuck it into the ocean. <laughs> that would have been funny. Because I felt that would be a little bit more in line with his character of the, I, ha- I have want nothing to do with this. I, I absolutely this, want nothing to the point that, uh, yeah, I'm not just going to throw it over my shoulder where you can pick it up on the ground behind me. I am going to do everything I can to put distance between it and you and mm-hmm. me and it. Uh, I mean, we saw the X-wing buried oh, underwater. I mean, that, I like to think that he would that, do the same that, thing with the lightsaber. That the the, I just wanted the, the one thing, the end conflict. I was so expecting it to lead to them leaving Luke on the island and us seeing Luke lift the X-wing I thought so too. water. I would have given a lot of money to and see that. show Absolutely. up. That is the conflict I wanted. The ending, you know, was super cool. And it was there. really hey. awesome, but that's what I wanted. So I was a little disappointed when we saw that. Yeah. But what do y'all think? It was of, like a tease. It was a tease. And I have a question. My for, little X-wing for, loving heart was I a, like, oh. I have a question is. for you guys. Was that T sixty five? I couldn't tell. Yeah, it's his old it was, one. I mean, was it? It had, it had to be. It had to be his old one. Because I mean, it, I mean, that's what he. That's what he flew there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Well, how long has he been on the island? <laughs> how long has he been gone? No, not that long. because. Kylo wasn't I mean, that long enough. Yeah, to he was grow a that teenager. Beard, so Kylo was a teenager. So he's been there at least 15, 10 to fifteen years, probably. Oh, yeah, probably a decade. Yeah. So uh, I mean, totally yeah. geeking it's out here. Old. I would say yeah. that the T seventies probably <laughs> We're so, still in development at that point. I love in time. the T seventies, so, but man, oh, that would see. I thought that maybe the end when the Fal the and this is jumping ahead a little bit. The Falcon flies in and you know starts taking out Tie Fighters. So the these guys and whatever the crap they're flying, it's like pod racer parts trying to <laughs> do an assault on these huge ATATs. It was visually awesome. It was visually awesome. Nothing. The red was awesome. We'll get to that too. But maybe get to But when the Falcon flies in and starts taking out and Ray's like in the gunner, I love that part. But I really kind of part of me thought that a second later we were going to have a you know red five back. And I thought that would have been a cool. I mean, I would. I, I like the ending we got for Luke a lot because it's with a lightsaber. It's Jedi. It's it's fitting for him. It's better than this idea. But for a moment in that middle section where I had to think about what's going to happen, I thought that's what I was thinking was going to happen. We're going to see Luke. We're going to see like a montage of Luke raising it up, and then him flying off with maybe some Force ghosts like looking at him while he's off, and then he's flying in as Red Five to blow up some stuff. What I would have given <sighs> to hear yeah. them call out Red Five. You know, again. Mm. Oh my god! So, but we're not going that way. This won't end the way. You know what? In the way, let the past die, guys. You gotta let the past die. Let's talk about what does happen, though. What were y'all y'all's thoughts on Luke's story? What they've done with Luke's character, and and what they did with Ray's characters. Yeah, I thought Yoda. I mean, Luke was great. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that Yoda part, dude. Uh, hey, when, I mean, when Yoda showed up, I realized this Empire Yoda, like Puppet Yoda, is just an old man who's a troll. Gosh, yeah. and I love Yoda it. Showing up was amazing. I didn't expect it. I don't know why I didn't expect. it. I know it. you just asked about Luke and Ray, and now we're amazing. on Yoda. But I really liked Yoda showing up. No, I think we all agree. I would Yoda like Ben Kenobi show up. Yeah, I know I there's no way of doing that. Yeah. Good, Josh. What are you saying though? What do you think about Luke and Ray? No. Well. Similar to what we've already said, I thought that the main storyline, which I consider the Luke, Ray, Kylo, yeah, mm-hmm. 
That's that was it. far and away superior to anything of what I expected. Yes. And that's what takes. I mean, they could have almost done anything else in that other section, other subplot storyline. Mm-hmm. Because Except that bringing part, Jar Jar back, that would have made me not hate it. <laughs> You see elderly Jar Jar. I elderly would like to have seen that. Jar Jar. In, the, in the casino, like <laughs> he's matured by now. <laughs> no, it's not. So the interplay was great. Uh, Luke and Ray, the uh, the disharmony there. Even seeing mm. Chewie there didn't. You know, you thought, oh, Chewie's there. Of course that. Um, of course, Luke will come back because Chewie's asking him to, and even that like, didn't happen. That didn't yeah. work, man. Him kicking that door down was awesome. No, yeah, was awesome. <laughs> that was. I thought Ray force pushed it for a second, and then so when it was Chewy, it was so much better. These these were the yep. scenes that like I loved, and I agree with you, Josh. I loved everything to do with what they did with Luke. I had the panic moment whenever Kylo tells a story from his perspective, and I was like, no, Luke wouldn't do that. Not my Luke. I know he's had his moments, but not Luke. So, so when we get. Luke's perspective, and he talks about how, out of pure instinct, he thought he could end it, and in the like a fleeting moment, it goes away, and he was left with shame. I was like, "That's dope." I get That's that. Cool. Like, I think, I think, and this is going overarching this film. The thing I like about this film is about it's about failure. Yeah, and like understanding that you have to move past failure, and what an important lesson in the Star Wars universe, and and in life in general that we're going to fail, and we're going to fail badly sometimes but we have to push past that mm-hmm. um but man luke's luke's character was awesome like i don't really know what i was expecting kind of thought it was good gonna job be, mark hamill yeah mark, like. he should i heard someone say in the uh, planet broadcast uh, uh what is it the daily planet podcast Week, i was listening the to weekly the planet. weekly planet i was listening to a little bit of their they're talking about star wars the force uh this the last jedi and one of them says like mark hamill should act more like he's Absolutely. you know we can say that a new hope maybe his acting wasn't that great but he is honed his skills over the year and I would love to see him in more stuff he was really great he mm-hmm. was not what I was expecting but it fits so well mm-hmm. um, let the- me ask you guys my favorite part with the whole Luke Ray thing was the pivot moment when Luke's on the Falcon that moment where he turns on the oh. console lights the moment, like, the moment with R two. But when that was what I was the saying, the moment and, and, with R two. And, and I think the I think the pivot in that one was the R two moment and R two pulling out. Help me, Obi Wan. You're my only hope. What did, What did you guys think about that? Because I loved it. I loved. It reminded me so much of when Star Lord and the other Guardians were aboard the Milano, <laughs> and they decided they were going to band together to save the galaxy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's yeah. what really single tier. Yeah, single tier. I just can't right now. Even now. <laughs> Even much. now. No, I do like. I also like how Luke's like. That's a cheap move. <laughs> I, you know, and and with with as many different steps uh, that Ryan Ryan Johnson took, and his and his obvious directing differences from J.J. Abrams, uh, I I kind of missed the Chewie we're home moments in yeah. this film. I wish I would have gotten maybe one or two of those, but that one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not joking. Seriously, brought a tear. Mm. Yeah. I it, that that really seeing him walk in there, turn on the lights, and then see R two and that. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I mean, that's not about always see R two and almost the entire film. Yeah. But they're and, focusing more on BB eight, which makes sense. Which is and cool. That's fine. He's he's awesome. I the, love me some BB eight, but man. I really loved, like, although that moment was awesome. And like I said, these are the moments I loved in the movie. I loved the lessons. 
I love the the second lesson when he just talking about how like the history of the Jedi is history of failure. At the height of their power, they let you know Dark Sidious, Dark, Dark Sidious Dark rise, Sidious. and a Jedi Master trained Vader, and he's just so negative. And Ray's just like, yeah, and it was again a Jedi Master that saved him, and Luke's just like. So, I yeah. So, but like all those lessons, especially the fir- the first one, when it's all about the reason he wants the Jedi to end is because the Jedi don't own the Force. It's it's not all about that. It belongs to everyone, and there's good light. If, if there's strong light, there's strong darkness. I just thought that whole scene with the montage of different stuff was really not very Star Warsy, but that I liked. I was totally okay with that. So like all overarching huge thumbs up for me for everything which is why i was bored with the other stuff yeah anything else about luke and ray that really stood out to you guys because there's a lot that i think that story arc out of the three we kind of get we've got poe and the resistance we've got finn and rose uh's arc and we've got luke and ray um i feel like that one was the most satisfying yes and it was also the least expected it, that, yeah, that's no. the one where I just had no idea. I had a feeling mm-hmm. the resistance would make it at some point. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly how, of course, but I didn't. There is think, a, but there's I also didn't think we were gonna movie. fit there's also, the rest of the resistance on the Falcon. That was how low we were getting. I really didn't. <laughs> I really didn't expect it was gonna get that bad. I'll be honest. Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, it was not a real happy movie for the good guys. I mean, if you really think about I, it, I literally like when they said we have 400 people left, and then they said we have 13 of those little. Um, Flying shuttles, cruises. shuttles, whatever they are. I literally, when the, when they were transports, maybe? I was I, I was like, all right, 13, 12, 11, 10. <laughs> you were counting. Nine. I was ten were counting. Down to and three. Three. And then by the time the end of the movie came, I was like, what? They have like thirty people on the Falcon there. Yeah. And then, my my heart started sinking when they started just tapping them off. Man, I Would, just I was like, wouldn't happen is... if Finn and Rose hadn't went on their side quest. Well, so let's talk about there? let's talk about the rebellion because that that's. The, the Rebellion is... It's probably the second running, tier, in my opinion, of yes. the three. Of, yeah. so the second tier is the Rebellion running away you Battlestar Galactica? Suddenly, yes, it's true. <laughs> suddenly, we find out, and this is never really touched on either, the the Last Order can track through hyperspace, so they're just following him, and they're just teasing and, and shooting at the, the Rebels as they're trying to get away. And so this becomes our second conflict, which I think is supposed to be the conflict that creates this overarching suspense which creates a little bit of it, but it's not like it's not like in the end of the New Hope when the planet's going to get blown up if we don't do this. Like it, it doesn't have as much of an impact as those stories. It was different. I liked it. Yes, but it starts off with Kylo is about to blow up his mom, basically Princess Leia. Oh he hesitates, but his little subordinates shoot it, and she blows out of the hatch along with Admiral Akbar. He's dead, and I was sad that that's the way they killed Admiral Akbar. I've got Akbar. some opinions on that. But as she is, this is probably one of the things I'm curious about all her thoughts on. As her body is floating through space, suddenly she uses the Force and Mary Poppins through space back into the ship. And this is a thing that a lot of people, like, I watched people's reactions the second time I saw it, and my friend Sean was just in shock, like, what? And the thing about this is, like, it's not too far-fetched for this world or the Force, but still, it just it's it's too much for me, and I just I just can't, it's just too much for me. So, what, what are y'all's thoughts on Mary Poppins' Leia? I wasn't surprised because I saw Star-Lord do the same oh. thing with Goodmore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he really did do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. He... And he didn't have the force. That's right. That's right. Man. Um, my you issue. So prepared this, for this. This is like, the, yeah, man, you really did watch Guardians a lot. Um, my issue with this, 
and this is probably like the the high point of everything I have issue with in this movie. It didn't fit to me. I have no issue with Leia almost dying and coming back. It was the execution of it, I guess. I don't know why. It just did seem like it didn't fit to me. And I, I, I'm not. I don't know. I cannot tell you why I've not processed it enough to really explain why I didn't. Why I didn't like it? It just didn't seem like it fit. It's not unplausible, like you said. Mm-hmm. Horse can do that. I know in some EU books, some things have happened uh, that are crazier than that for sure with the Force. Um, I just personally would have rather had the cabin explode and then Leia had been floating just a little bit from the door and she just would have come yeah. over. I heard that someone, wouldn't have bothered me as much either if she was much closer. Yeah. And it, I heard someone say that, like, you know, when Luke pulls the, when they, they pull the X Wing from the Swamp and Empire, oh. you know, it's not something that happens, like, it's not like a poof, poof, there it is. It's like this slow, concentrated thing. I feel like that would have been more impactful to have her a little bit from the door and like almost dying, not unconscious, whatever she was. And then just been of like mm-hmm. pulling herself to, and then you just see, maybe, maybe then you just see a hand on the door. I don't know, but it just, I don't know. That's the one scene above all that bothers me the most out of this movie. A second scene above all that bothers me. No, we'll get to my, one. we'll get to my number one. What about I, you guys? Uh, other thoughts? I, I didn't have, as much of a problem with that scene, uh, maybe upon second viewing, I might, but I, I, I kind of had, it was a little dis, dis, it was a little jarring, like like Drew said. I just, you know, there the, she is skin crystallizing, and then all of a sudden she's like, no, I'm good, bro. You know, oh, and man. just, uh, I, I honestly, my initial reaction to seeing that was just, oh, cool, at least we get to see her use her force powers. Yeah. Yeah. Because that they, you know, because she's a Skywalker. We know, and she's so got it. and we yeah. know she's got it. And reading some of the, uh, what are they called now? The the legacy or legend books, legends. the legends books. I mean, she, you know, she trains, you know, somewhat in there. So that as a backstory, I, you know, it's just like, oh, good. And we get to see her use it a little bit. So I was, I was more happy about that rather than it, you know, removing me from the film. Right. So. I, I that's the one thing I did take away. I was like. Cool. It's really cool seeing Leia use the Force, just the way that they did it. And I, I think I'd agree with Drew. If it was like closer, if she was like floating in the hatch and you use it slowly, get get. I think it would have been wouldn't bother me near as much. But she like flying through space, just it was. Or maybe she could have like used like a like a Destiny Zavala, you know, yeah. Titan bubble, yeah, and like throw that up, and like the section within the bubble yeah. is the only thing or that, like, that survives. Because I heard, that, I heard, and box. I don't know this, but I was watching a video where one of my one of the guys was talking about how in the old extended universe, that's how Vader survived. The he get thrown in the lava, and he created a force bubble around him until he was able to escape. And so somebody was like, "It's kind of like that." Or if they did it where it maybe visually looked more like that, I was it could have been more believable. And they could have and they could have even had an echo of that with the with the sheer exertion of her throwing up that force bubble and repelling so much energy mm-hmm. that it, you know, knocks her out but she comes back. And then, you know, kinda of echo that later with Luke at the end, where he has so much exertion, but it was just too much for him at that point, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't you know. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know, I don't, I, I don't know. Just throwing out ideas, but there could have, they could have, they could have done something differently. I agree. So because of that, Leia ends up in a coma, and we get pink-haired lady put in charge. Name Vice Admiral Haldo. I think, think you mean my liberal arts professor, Tommy's liberal arts professor. Not legitimately, but she looks like my <laughs> liberal arts professor. <laughs> Tommy, did you have an issue with the whole Leia thing? I just, I'm curious. I don't want to say I have an issue, but I think, and this might be an unpopular uh, opinion or subject to touch on, I think that 
that would have been the perfect farewell. I agree. Yes. And I think maybe no, I that's agree. what sits yep. unsettling with you. Yeah, because, you know, Rebecca and I talked afterwards. How are they going to end it? Because, yeah, Ryan Johnson may have filmed all the scenes necessary before Carrie Fisher passed away. But the rest uh, of this story could have been told without Leia. Absolutely. If you go back, honestly, there's not... She makes just enough of a presence that she's established. Mm. Whereas, honestly, I felt it was a touching moment. The first time that I saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, I was like, we'll never see her again. It was this this heartfelt warming thing that, Same. honestly, I think would have been perfect. 50 times more impactful. It would have been the perfect ending for her character right there. Mm. Yep. No, I agree. Um, yeah. I, th- I thought the same thing. I thought maybe this was how they rewrote it, and they just hadn't told anybody yet. Yeah, and, I uh, think they should have, and then maybe I changed the ending and had yeah. Luke be the more prominent character in Episode Nine rather than well, the original I, plan to have. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I heard, I heard someone Leo. say that that like <clears throat> Han was very, pre- very you know present in the first film. Luke was very present in this one. You can see the intentionality that Leia was going to really wrap this up. Um, and I will say this: I feel like Carrie Fisher did a great job in this film. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely, and, and I, I don't think any I of the acting. I think all of the acting was fantastic. There's yep. one moment that the acting bothered me, and it was actually the very first shot where it's actually uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter walking with the other guy, and they're walking and they're evacuating. There is something oh, yeah. about that very did, moment. Who, is, yeah, who that. is the person they pan to? Is that Toby McGuire or somebody who looked a lot like him? Who? Oh, it was just some random. I don't. I don't he think that was anyone so much special. Like but emo Spider-Man. He looked like a mixture of Toby Maguire and Charlie Day. Okay, that's exact. I told my wife. I don't I was know like, who you're talking sorry, about. Sorry, but okay. You know what I'm talking about? Two seconds. I'm like, is that Toby Maguire? Is he like in this film? Yeah. And then dies. I mean, lots, mm-hmm. lots of rebels die, guys. Mm-hmm. All the rebels die, basically. All right. So Leia ends up in a coma. Uh, <laughs> the new lady gets put in charge, and. Uh, you know, Poe got demoted. Why and isn't she wearing a uniform? It bothers me so much. <laughs> she's not wearing a uniform. It bothers some people. She's liberated. It bothers me because she's liberal. Like, <laughs> Leia, I get it. She's a princess. Mon Moth. She's Mon Moth. But like, she's got like a title. Is that right? Did I say that right? Mon Moth. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Yeah, Mon Mothma. You're good. Keep going. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. I just okay. I didn't like purple haired lady. I don't know. She she bothered me in the first one, but like I said, all of the rebellion stuff bored me. The second time around, I didn't bother me as much. But what bothered me about her was her I hair. get that she was in charge and Poe messed up and she needs to punish him and not he doesn't she doesn't have to include him. But good leaders communicate well with their people. And if she had just communicated with Poe and anyone else, because she should have known that Poe didn't follow orders before, that Poe was going to do try to do something. So at the point where he's flipping chairs and stuff, if she had just said, this is the plan, you're not needed, follow my orders, Finn and Rose wouldn't have went on their side adventure. They would have made it down to the planet and half the rebellion, more than half the rebellion would still be around. And so that's the reason I don't like her characters because I don't think she was the best leader. I agree, and I actually this is my biggest flaw with the film is actually with her and and kind of around her ending. Um, it is established that that cruiser is faster and lighter than anything that the Empire is currently running. They cannot necessarily harm her ship at their distance. She could have easily positioned herself between the Empire and all those escape pods. Yeah. She could have saved half of those rebellion, the rebels, and then still turned around and done and done that really amazing, like light speed. Which that was my favorite shot. I want to get a still frame of that 
posted on my wall. It yes. was absolutely beautiful, but it was pointless because she could have saved half of them. Yeah. So the editing in that, whoever edited this film, that was gorgeous. Cutting, I think cutting the audio was brilliant. I think his use of silence throughout the entire film, because there's three or four spots where it's just, it Nothing. is a focused and specific use of audio, and it is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, so <clears throat> I agree with all of what you're saying about um, General, what was it, Jacob? Vice Admiral Haldo. I, I didn't like her hair. I know that's but a close. really petty thing. <laughs> it just bugged me. I did see. I did hear someone say that if if you know Finn and Rose and Poe figure out they're tracking through hyperspace, they don't tell anyone else. So it's understandable that leadership may have thought there was a, a spy on the ship. So maybe that was part of the reason that they didn't tell anybody because okay. if there is a spy and they're jumping to places and they're you know telling people what they're doing, it's better to wait to the last moment so they have you know at least a, a fighting. No, chance. but everyone knew. That. No, but they all knew because that the whole discussion took place on the bridge. I mean, it did, but no, no, she never told them that. Hey, we're we're still going this way because there's a rebel base planet up here that we can evacuate with some stealth tech and slip away. Now, I still think that if I was in charge, and obviously 2020 site, I would have got everybody on escape shore, turned around, and blew the mess out of everybody. That would have been a better plan. But again, of course, that's in hindsight. Um, but I just I I think that may, that that somebody I was reading something and someone mentioned that that was a possibility and I I agree with that that makes a little more sense. Yeah, I I feel like I, I can it's, see it's that, weak. but it's, it's weak. It's, it's, it's not, weak, but I you know I, I'll accept that. And like I said, the second time seeing it didn't bother me as much. But what bothers me the most about all that is because it call it led to the part of the movie that I just didn't like which is Finn and Rose's little side quest to go find a code breaker on the casino planet. This is the part of the movie that visually I thought looked cool. I love the different aliens. I love the puppet. The planet was cool, but the story seemed pointless to me. And the only thing that I took out of the story that I thought was interesting was blurring the line between the last order and the rebellion with talking about these are people who are selling to the last order. Oh, they're also selling to the rebellion. Who are the actual good guys? And so seeing more uh, and getting more to know about how bad the last order is like, First Order, sorry, not The Last Order, thank you. The Last Order is like... They want to be The Last Order. It may become The Last Order. Like, I heard somebody who, who, like, I... Rose's character was fine. I just didn't like her character, and I didn't like that story, because I like Finn. Finn was fun in the last one. Finn did nothing for me in this one. It just seemed like a pointless side adventure. And so somebody was like, I love the whole... The getting to know more about Rose's backstory, and we get to see the the First Order's bad stuff. And I'm like, dude, in the last movie, we find out they kill, they kidnap children, and then indoctrinate them. Like, I know the First Order's bad. I don't need to know that they're stripping a mining planet. Yeah, that's that's bad. But I know the First Order's bad. I was disappointed because this was a failed opportunity to bring pod racing back. <laughs> I literally thought that that, that racetrack that... was going to be a pod racing yeah. track. I, honestly, honestly, I think that they, I mean, for as much as the prequels get... Um, That's like a very bright spot in the get, prequels. Get dumped upon. I mean, pod racing is still a cool thing. I mean, there's yeah. still a lot. I mean, now my problem with the prequels is, is not necessarily... <laughs> is not necessarily the, um, the the plot or the locations. or It's the... It's the the films themselves yeah. they're just they're, they're poorly awful. made films mm-hmm. yeah. you know they could have any other director other than Lucas sorry no, would have he's probably done much better no 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 don't apologize Lucas should apologize to us yeah that's right um, so I agree with you wholeheartedly bringing back pod racing would have been awesome people would have been like woohoo you know mm-hmm. and it just would have been a way to connect 
the, the films, you know, much like Rogue One did. With, and still, you know, we could have kept the slaves because we know that's where Anakin grew up as yeah. a slave boy. Mm-hmm. Working around those, it, it would have kept with the parts theme. It I been, think that that would have been more appropriate. I, th- I think that pod racing is to uh, is to Star Wars as NASCAR is to us, though. So you know, maybe with a casino plan, it's hoity toity. They didn't want to have you know NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's I cool. think I think the other thing that bothered me, like they they free all of the horse animals things and they wreck the city, which is cool that's fine but that whole sequence felt very prequels to me and i didn't like that yeah but at the end they're like it was totally worth it you know it was worth it just for this and then she sets the horse free thing and she's like now it's worth it and all i can think is those kids are still slaves my thought was no my thought was those kids are dead oh that's true yeah because Because they let they literally let all of the the little horse creatures and the rebels escape yeah I'm sorry. Like they're just slaves. They can buy new ones. I, my literal thought was they just killed those kids. Yeah, I, I thought that, that that hurt my like. I feel like they, their characters would have tried to do something more about that than yeah. the animals. And like there was just so all of that just visually was cool, but so didn't do it for. I me. think the better question then, part of this we all feel about the same is Ryan Johnson is obviously a pretty talented guy. Why was that in the film? What was his goal for that? Set? What were we supposed to walk away feeling? I think that maybe, Yay, I think maybe he's trying know. to, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's trying to highlight back that this world, like our world has powerful people that take advantage of weaker people. And mm-hmm. I mean, look at profiteering. Yeah, I get got- that, but, well, you got the one percent. Like I think yeah. it was a, I think it was an interesting way to try and tie current events. Yeah, and that's kind of how political manner without being overly well. spoken. But I agree. I think it was, it was a nice attempt, but it might be a failed attempt. I that, thought it was visually that was, pretty. That was that's put well. I heard somebody. I'm glad you said that. I heard somebody who put it really well, as in saying like, uh, it's 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 very it's a very social issue in our own world and so people will see it like oh that's 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 very you know our world that's very social and the, and the dude who said it was like yeah but you can still write it well and make a well-written story and add that stuff just don't throw it in there just to be able to be like yes we're very self-aware about what's going on in the world yeah and so that's that's where it loses some people did anybody else for a split second think the character dj the the thief codebreaker was was lando because for a split second, I, all I could think was, what if this is a drunken Lando who ends up helping them get out? Are you talking about before you saw him? Because I was before pretty you, certain after his, I saw when him. You <laughs> <see his> legs, <laughs> when you see his legs, we definitely not Lando when you see him. No, I'm talking about when you see... Yeah. I'm glad you called his name. His name was DJ? It, it, DJ. On, on IMDb, DJ. his character's Yeah, because I didn't catch DJ. his name and out of either. the whole movie. You don't. That I'm not part, sure that was in the movie. As no. interesting as he was and as, as good as he... Um, good actor. Yeah, it was Guillermo good acting. Del Toro is awesome. Yeah, it was good acting. It was interesting. I just, it just was like, what the, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, this doesn't make sense. Is this supposed to be like the random roguish scum person? This supposed to be our new movie? Han Solo? Because I don't buy it. Yeah, I want to know how he got caught in the first place and what he was caught for. He, I mean, oh, yeah. oh he got caught because yeah, that's when I was in the bathroom. <laughs> he was in the prison he with them. Got, the prison. Means like I before. left when they got arrested. I came back and they're on horses. Uh, <laughs> you you left at quite a, a long time. bathroom trip. You yeah, left I mean, at a great I, time. I didn't really film. I didn't. Really, I mean, yeah, it was a lot. It was a big. And see, okay, and so the the other reason, so like. They just happen to find a guy who can code break your room. They go into the By thing. By the way, it's called slicing. 
And I know that's like yes, a uber geeky Star Wars thing. <laughs> Thank but, you, Knights of the Old Republic. But it sounds Republic. so much better than mm-hmm. code breaking. Yeah. It's yeah, slicing. Yeah, but 90% of your audience is not going to have a clue what that is. I don't care. It's Star Wars. We have lightsabers and laser that's swords. True. But it's corporate Star Wars now. Come I on. know, but I just... Disney owns it. Breaker yeah. sounds so much lamer than a slicer. Luke brought back laser swords. Y'all all saw that, I right? saw yeah. that. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. The, but, I, I almost wanted him to say, George. Wink at the camera. But that's so, and that's the other thing that just like it would have been made me feel better if it paid off in the end. But they get on the ship, they get there, and we get a little bit of ooh, we're sneaking around like Rogue One. Remember when we did that a little bit? And then they get in there and they immediately get caught. And because of that, because they went and tried to do this without communicating with people in charge. They, the DJ guy ratted on them and they found out the rebellion was trying to run to the planet and that's when everybody died. And so the whole time, all I can think is you guys are the reason the rebellion and everyone is dying because you went on your little side adventure and I get it wanting to help, but like if we just communicated like a good rebellion should, this wouldn't be happening. And that just, it was, I just, I like Finn, I just didn't like it. I just didn't like it. And then Um, Phasma shows up. But but Matt, but Matt, listen. We got BBA and ATST. Oh. I mean BBA and ATST. It was worth it, right? You guys realize that BB eight saved almost every human being in that film. <laughs> he totally did. He totally did. I saw somewhere that just hand BB eight a lightsaber and get yeah, it done absolutely. with it. Mean, come on. So okay, so let's get to the last, the probably be- hold biggest. On, hold on. I've got one bit about that thing. The Phasma Finn showdown. What did y'all think about that? She's Boba Fett. She's she does got a Boba. little bit, and well, then she gets. Did died. she get yeah. Boba Fetted, or did Snoke get Boba Fetted? I heard somebody say it's now going to well, be Snoke called. Snoke would have gotten Darth Mauled if yeah. anything. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I said from the beginning, Phasma is just this. This Star Wars is Boba Fett, where she looks cool and she's going to do a little bit. I just, I, nothing's going to happen. I think you're right. And I, think she's, I think Absolutely. she's coming back in the next movie. I think she's coming back. Well, she's I definitely think coming back. But I think it was. The only yeah. cool point in that fight. I hope she dies again in a dumb way, just so it can be <laughs> consistent. We're like, well, Phasma's just gonna die again. Got that you know? shiny at least, suit. And at least she's nothing safe. At least My she's favorite safe. part of that fight, though, was when Rose is like, "I got this," and just bounces off Phasma. That was fun. That was the That's only cool. fun part. She's a better Boba Fett, if anything, though. That's right? true. Well, her backstory, I mean, it though, doesn't take much. Is, Josh is impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to repeat it because I will fail miserably at doing so. But a buddy of mine who was telling me about the comics, her backstory is all about um, having no allegiance to anybody and willing to kill anybody just because it like they don't suit her anymore. I know and her. And so she's got this really cool backstory. And if I remember right, like she kills her family or she kills the people who killed her Dang. family after like uh, pledging allegiance to them for a while and just essentially goes group to group to group to group until they no longer serve a purpose for it. And then she just murders them and moves on to the next one. And so after hearing her backstory, I expected way more out of this fight. Standalone film. I, I almost That's wish bad. that I would have seen her own Another thin a little film. bit more. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because it's after she ball. after she knocks him down, I mean, she just she doesn't hesitate. She pulls out that blaster and starts unloading on Rose. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, her her immediate you know unflinching reaction there, I felt like I, I wish I would have seen that. In yeah. The, uh, the brief the scene itself. we get at her fighting is like cool. Right. I just wish it would last a little bit 
longer. It didn't have to be super much longer. I did love that Finn fell in an elevator that was only two feet deep. Because, <laughs> I like, I, you know, that's the joke. Those things, they, they just go on forever. I like, they fall through the other end of the space like station. I Finn go, having go. the, like, electric thing. I think he just needs to you take that with thing? him. The, yeah. the traitor's thing. The traitor's thing. Yeah, but, like, he just needs to hang on to that. Like, that, yeah. that works for him. Agreed. Yeah, so. I, uh, but, I, I mean, and if we're about to move on, I think that definitely mm. the Rose... Finn storyline was the weakest part, mm. followed you know a little bit closely by. Well, I think I think Poe's arch, arch, you know, story arc through the through the film was was kind of okay. I like his character arc. I don't necessarily like what the middle, but I like where he is at the beginning and where he is in the last battle. I, I think I think maybe I don't know. I mean, we'll get to where we think it's going in the future, but I think that maybe the episode nine could have been served better by having Finn stay on the ship, stay with the fleet and him and Poe working through this. So then when we get to episode nine, we already see that they're established as a, as you know, assuming that they're going to be high ranking officials within the, the rebellion. I would yeah. assume so. You know, so now that we've already left. seen them. Everyone's handled. a high-ranking official in the rebellion right now. You Wait, who do we have left? Okay. So, so Everyone's I have a generals. small theory about it. <laughs> I actually think, because initially in, I don't know about you guys, but in episode seven, I thought that they were going to build up a, a romantic relationship between Finn and Ray. Yeah, there's something were. there. But I actually felt that Ryan adjusted that and gave more of a romantic tie between Ray and Kylo. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Um, and so I thought that while I think their plot line between Rose and Finn served no real purpose or end to the story that we saw, I think that it was their way of attempting to establish a believable relationship yeah. for them so they can branch away from what our notions were in seven. Yeah. Ray and Finn are going to find out that they're siblings, just like Luke and Leia separated at birth. Ray and Finn? Are Ray and Finn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That can I can see that. That's yeah. plausible. Yeah. Jakku. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting thought. You mentioned romance. Did anyone catch like just a, maybe a, a, a small little... First off, I didn't realize that Poe and Ray hadn't met until this point, really. Which is yeah, I didn't think about that either. Was there like a little bit of a spark there? Just maybe, maybe I, I didn't really hope not. I'd hope not as well, but I don't know. So, okay, so maybe there wasn't. No. I couldn't tell. There may have been. I, thing, I didn't catch that. Did you notice that like Ray wanted nothing to do with Kylo and nothing about redeeming him or anything else until she saw him without a shirt on? That is fair. That's That's, that is we very fair. The question Is Kylo got abs? <laughs> Does Kylo have <laughs> I don't know, man. He wore those pants yeah, those so pants really Before we go into the last third of this movie where everything starts coming back together, can we just talk about Kylo? I really liked Kylo. I think Adam Driver did a great job. I think he was the strongest part of the film. Yeah, I really Absolutely. do. And like, far. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't... I liked him in Force Awakens, but I had issues with him in Force Awakens, and I felt like he did a really great job of... I don't know. I just felt like Kylo was really good in this movie. I loved having him destroy his own helmet. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And early on. Yeah. So we can just be like, let's get that out of the way. And you think we'll just Ryan have... just hated the helmet? <laughs> no, I think it was I think it was a pivotal point to try and set the precedence that his character um believes he can not only be Vader, but surpass Vader's goal. And yeah, he does yeah. politically, which is interesting. Yeah, the end that's there. true. It's yeah. like, what, what would the Empire look like if Vader was running it early Man. on? Oh, but also, uh, Kylo has a lot of like teenage temper tantrums throughout the entire film. And that helmet came as a destruction of that temper tantrum. Yeah. And he only like he took off the helmet because Snoke 
told him he was being a child. Yeah, you just so, a child in helmet trying yeah. to be like Darth Vader. So maybe I'm thinking too him. deeply into it, and he was just having a temper tantrum no, no, and just I decided agree. to destroy the that. helmet. And but. one thing I liked about Kylo's whole story was like, it did what I wanted with him, where he took a step forward in being a little more composed, a little more serious, a little more take charge. He takes a little bit of a step backwards in the end, yeah, but it makes Luke. sense with what's going on in the moment. But like, I was okay with that. I was a little, I, I get it, yeah. But Chalk like, up to hysteria. I wanted to see, yeah, I wanted to see him in the end being like almost Vader level serious and scary. And we get some steps there, especially the moment in the thr- throne room. That's pretty epic. But like. We see a step backwards where he's still a little bit of a kid. Yeah, remember temper tantrum we're only a, maybe a few weeks after the Force Awakens where he was throwing the temper tantrum. That's true. All and that's true. Sure, that's true. We got to keep a whole lot. That is true. Yeah. I mean, we his, we his, gotta killing keep that his in mind. dad affected him. Yeah, and we see that throughout the film. Talking about throne room, I mean that's the point at the story we're at. We we get to this throne point room. where everything starts coming together in the throne room, and I, I would like to talk about this scene because yes, the throne room was visually really cool. Very Jedi esque. Um, Snoke was interesting. I just I want to know more about him, and he was more interesting in this movie than he was in the Force Awakens. I just I don't I don't know what I feel about. What What did you guys think about Snoke, and what did y'all think about that throne room scene? One of the things that like it doesn't bother me as much, but I know it's a big thing with most people, and I get it. Is the Force Awakens builds up these like. Curious things like who Snoke is, what he has to do, how he came to power, what it means to be a supreme leader instead of him just being another emperor and all that, or who, how he's so strong in the force. And we don't get any of that. It's just like cutting ties. We're done with that. We're focusing on Kylo. And then the same thing to me with the whole Ray's lineage thing, which I'm not 100% sure I'd buy. I like it in the poetic sense that she is nothing. It doesn't, you don't have to be a Skywalker to be important that you can be strong in the force by being just somebody who's strong in the force. But at the same time, I don't know if I buy that Kylo actually knows that for sure. And she's the one who said it or that. Yeah. But does she really know too? Because they're, they were connected to the force, but they were connected by Snoke who was manipulating them. So when he's like, oh, I saw it, I know what it is. Well, but it I makes me wonder that, if that Snoke was Snoke manipulating them. No, I think that when she was in the, uh, when she visits like the dark well of whatever Jedi planet they were sitting on mm-hmm. and you see the two figures like emerging and then it merges into her. I think that that is valid symbolism that she knows, mm-hmm. but has blocked it but off herself, but doesn't want to admit Mm-hmm. what she knows and that would rather live her own little fantasy and i'm fine with it because like i said it's it's very poetic i just don't i know a lot of fans don't like it because there's this build up in force awakens of being like it's gonna it's gotta be something important and then it's just like nope it, it to me it feels like abrams sets up like for the next directors to take the story and go and ryan johnson was like don't really care, care about snoke and don't really want to make this a thing so this is what we're gonna do and it'll be okay. If you want to find out more, we'll write a book about it. It, it kind of goes back to the first scene with Luke when he takes the lightsaber and just chucks it off and you know, setting that tone where what the fans want to know about, mm-hmm. he's but not, he's not going to give it to him. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Um, but one thing that I think that J.J. Abrams has said in response to people wondering who Ray's parents are is that I think, you know, I think it made it pretty clear. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and most people were obviously, he's like, well, obviously it wasn't to a lot of fans. So people have just kind of fans have just taken it and run with it. You know, go figure. Do you think you know? is trolling people? Because I would do that if I was yes. a director. Uh, to it. 
To a degree. I mean, I mean, we could just be reading more into it. He, I made it pretty clear. Somebody, you know, dropped her off, sold her into slavery. Yeah, I mean, he came out uh, after Force Awakens and said, you know, this is not who she's related to. I think that he was pretty upfront and honest in that we kind of built our own expectation. Mm-hmm. But he also does. J.J. Abrams lies about pretty much everything. And he before movies. Well, he's a director. Oh, no, but like, he, he needs to be able to lie, no. and no, he's sure. going to lie. That's, that's fine. What, but... That's what sells tickets. Here's, here's, yeah. what, here's why I like this. <laughs> at first I didn't care for it okay I was kind of like this I wanted an answer I wanted it to be Obi-Wan's granddaughter if I want to be completely honest like I wanted something connected but the more I think about it here's the deal Anakin Skywalker was a no one on mm-hmm. Tatooine mm-hmm. and we have had all this story out of no one on Tatooine and I don't I don't want to see Star Wars movies from here going out to be about Rey's Lineage. I think that what we've had is an entire movie series based off based off one family's lineage, and I think it's cool and it's neat. But Star Wars, like Tommy said at the beginning, is a universe, and I think the the very ending scene where we see this little boy force pull a, a thing that was really I mean, cool. Great people, great, great people come from nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. We see that in our own world. Why can't that be in Star Wars? Why does Rey have to be related to no. someone that we know? Why does she have to fit into a slot somewhere? And I think the more I thought about that, the more I'm okay with it. That I'm okay with not knowing who it is. I'm okay if that answer doesn't get answered. If it does, I mean, that's fine. But I almost feel like there's more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I, just my thoughts. And, I, I, and I, I agree with you. And it really shifts the focus of, because this is, I mean, they've said that this is another trilogy about you know the Skywalkers. Yeah, this is and Indian. so it's really shifting the focus. If Ray truly is a nobody from nowhere, and she just is some sort of, you know, random high convergence of the Force, then that shifts the focus onto Kylo and yeah. what is remaining of his arc, because he's the only blood. He's the only Skywalker left. And honestly, I mean, that's the most compelling part. Absolutely. I mean, I uh, agree with that. I, when he uh, sidetrack uh, when he delivers that line, you're you're a no one. You came yeah. from no one. That whole line, oh my gosh, it was so fantastic. I think I think that was the best delivery sure in the movie. movie. Did, yeah. did anyone see that lightsaber happening with uh, oh, Kylo and Snoke? Did yeah. anyone? I mean, I saw it I mean, turning. Saw it coming. No, no, yeah. I mean, is that what you thought was going to happen? I thought it was going to be a distraction. Well, when I saw his fingers, and then when you know, of course, right. when they cut back to a movie, I'm like, oh. I, I remember I was, having the debate of whether lightsabers could light without it being in the uh, owner's hand. I remember that. Um, I think that's yeah. been a point of contention. Right. Then. I think it's been you know. Um, that couldn't have happened with Star Lord's gun because his is DNA <laughs> encoded. Yeah. yeah, DNA. His I element gun can only be fired by him, so we know that. that Smart guy, right? Well, mm. The thing, the yeah. only thing that like Snoke we see is really powerful, like really powerful. He's throwing Ray around like a rag doll. He's connected these two who he's never even met Ray before using the Force. He's that powerful. I the whole time was like. Kylo thinks he's about to trick him, and Snoke's just be like, ha, 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 you idiot, you're not going to get me. So when he dies, I was like, did he really just fall for that? That's kind of where I was in the moment. Yeah, yeah. It was right. cool, and it led to the saber coming up to, Ooh, that to Rey, shot was awesome. and them looking at each other and fighting off those super cool guards and probably one of the coolest lightsaber fights in history. I think it's awesome, but... It, it didn't fit for what I would. They built that character up to be. So it. Kinda I kind of disagree because I saw it coming because they made reference, especially Luke's character talks about having never seen the Force 
like what's inside Kylo. That's yeah. true. And, and at that point, and he fought Ebon. Vader. That's true. Kylo and and um, Ray are a whole nother level of Force users, and yeah. that's made clear and with so, everything they've been. And able I think to it do. sets a precedence because, as we just talked about, Kylo being the continuation of the Skywalker clan, and he's really our next villain. And it's it's the point that we have never seen a villain as powerful. Yeah, it's true. As Kylo is. It's true. And especially and, Kylo that's decided and what he wants yeah. to do. And he's not. He's no longer conflicted. Balanced. He is. He purpose. knows what he's, he's I, being balanced. I, I think that he is still conflicted. I think yeah. that yeah. he is, despite his. Con- I mean, he is he is a man to his convictions. And he, despite his, 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 his conflict, he is every step. He's following what he thinks needs to be done, and he's being set up for another Vader moment mm-hmm. uh, yes. in the next film. And and, whether that happens or not, and I and, and, and I think that uh, I mean, if you if you put Snoke and the, the Emperor in the same in the same bucket, I think that it was more of their their hubris, yeah, that was more led to their downfall, you know, than anything, you know, them just not realizing, you know, how could anybody possibly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to Matt's earlier point, you know. You, you watch the original trilogy. You know nothing about the Emperor, by the yeah. way. You don't yeah. know anything about it. He's just this were, random yeah. mention. So the people that want everything explained. That's true. And, and I guess, Star Wars I guess that goes back yeah. to what Tommy says, where like things weren't explained as much in the in the old, old ones. In the original too. trilogy. We just now have a point where <laughs> we have so many comics and right. books and everything that explains it. So I and like I said, those were t- those are two of the things that don't bother me. I see yeah. why people bother, but. It's not a big deal. Two, two thoughts. I like that we actually got to see the guards fight because I always thought Ooh, the Julio's guards cool. were awesome yes. in the first one, but yes. they just stood there. Thought it was awesome they could fight. The other thing I thought was interesting uh, was that I, this entire time I thought that Ray and Kylo were going to flip spots. I thought that'd be really cool. Yeah, that if Kylo would end up being on light and Ray would end up being on dark side. I thought it was. I thought cool. that would be interesting. I thought it was cool that through that the whole film you didn't really know, didn't with, know what one. either yeah. one was going to do. Yes. I thought that was good. Yeah. And the, you know, the only other thing that really sticks out. I'm sorry, Tommy. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, the only other thing, that, and this is another thought, but the only other thing that stuck out to me in the throne room scene, this whole thing, which was one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie, was kind of what you were just saying. You know, you don't hear about the Emperor until the end movie, and he's the big bad guy. It's almost like a flip-flop to this degree. You, you see the apprentice, the first two movies, they're the bad guy, and then the Grand Master. It's like a flip-flop. The first two movies, you see the Grand Master, supposedly, and then the apprentice is the really the evil bad guy we see. So it does mirror the original trilogy in a different way. It's not going to go the way you think. Mm-hmm. So I've got a I got a random question before we have to start like kind of tying things to a close here. Who else was disappointed that we didn't hear anything about the Knights of Ren? Me. I that's yeah. the one thing. Like it's mentioned we see them. Where were they? If that was Snoke's ship and this is like the main everything, like where are they or what are they doing? I, I was really disappointed we didn't see them. I think they're almost like the Inquisitors. Like I think I, I almost because here's another thing about this movie is it, it feels like an ending movie. I don't know mm-hmm. where they go from here, but one place that would be really cool is if it opens up and there we've got the Knights of Ren that have now been elevated even higher because Kylo started training them more and they're hunting down people. Because, I mean, if Kylo's the big bad guy and Phasma's dead, besides Stormtroopers and Hux, who does he have that's interesting? Mm-hmm. That would be a really cool thing to pull in for the next movie. Right. So, the, so the, do you have something... Oh no! I was just gonna say if if it's almost like in the comics, the uh, legacy comics, when it's 140 years in the future, mm. and yeah, they have if- the 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 remnants of the Empire have now evolved into something that was akin to the Republic, and they have Imperial Knights. Yeah. So the 
you know, they have like Jedi Knights, but they're. Are we Imperial sure the Knights. Praetorian Guards weren't the Knights of Ren? That was one. No, I almost asked that question, that. but they're not. No. I don't. I don't think that, not. that's I what I thought so. as well. Those those weapons because they cool, wouldn't guys. be fighting yes, they were. Kylo Ren, who's the leader yeah. of the True. Knights of Ren. True. But okay, so then the the last two big things we need to touch on is the Luke. Kylo rundown and then the whole interaction on the salt planet. Um, the salt planet they make it down to. There's walkers. It's very Hoth where they're just trying to buy time until somebody comes and helps them. It doesn't really do anything good for them. They just kind of die. They've got these crappy speeders. They're flying around. Looks visually amazing. The red and Gosh, the white the contrast the white. is super cool. But this is the one thing in the movie I hate, and it is. Finn going to sacrifice himself. See now, see this is where it's going to be interesting. Where our discussion because yes. this is the first time that I like. This is one of the few times where I was like suspension of disbelief. I was like, all right, they're pulling an Independence Day. They're going to yes. kill Finn. All right, yes. this is interesting. They're going to yes. kill a major character. And I, I was, I don't mind that Rose saved him actually. Um, but I have to give Ryan Johnson props for making me think they were legitimately going to kill off yes. a main character. So, so it's not the saving that bothers me as much. What bothers me is Finn up until now has been, I don't want to be a part of this. Even in the old one, even in this one, he is worried about him and Ray, him and his friend getting away. Even going to the planet was because him and Ray. And in this moment, we have him about to sacrifice himself for the rebellion and for his friends. We have a beautiful arc where also, one, why was he even out there? Because he can't fly. There's only like 20 people left, bro. Yeah, well, but he can't fly. It's a speeder. I have had that car. same question about half the people, though, in those aircraft. True, but, but, it's, but, it, but it is just hey, about man force. numbers Spending at this point. Force. Spending, that's not how the force Do those things have weapons, <laughs> the, the, by the, the way? The, the, they have a little blast. Do we even yeah, know what they, they are? They get blown <laughs> off. But like, <laughs> it's a beautiful moment where I don't want Finn to die, but I actually believe he's going to die, and it makes me like, he is about to sacrifice himself for a cause that he never really believed in, but because they've become his friends and his family. And Rose saves him. That doesn't bother me as much as what comes after when we get the whatever, apparently. Like, I get that she had a crush on him, but the like, oh, but, you know, it's the thing. We are we not going to win this by fighting the things we hate, but saving the things we love. And then awkward kiss. And then what, what bothers me about one all of that, it makes me gag because I was just like, I didn't like y'all side that's, adventure. Those I are some, didn't uh, like... That's, that's, there's some bold words. I, they, they are. <laughs> it just, I hated it. It felt like a forced little, we got through some love. I, I have to ask like Tommy right now. So, I know I yeah, sound I know, like Tommy. But I, so I have to ask this. How many of you guys have seen a Ryan Johnson film outside of The Last Jedi? I saw... Right. I'd Give have me to, a yeah, movie. I'd have to look up. Brick, Brothers Looper. Bloom, and Looper. Looper. I've seen I've Looper. Seen Looper. Right. How many of you guys have seen one that's not Looper? I've Rick, seen right. Brick parts, is on my Netflix I've seen parts. Of Brick, Brick is fantastic. See, the one thing about Ryan Johnson is very Shakespearean, and Brick is a is a perfect encasement of his style. Mm-hmm. And I actually felt that that was like that scene is a Ryan Johnson scene. That uh-huh. is who he is. Ugh. That is. I just. <laughs> well, Matt, we I just don't like it. I just coming. don't like it. In the context, in the moment, in the Star Wars, it didn't feel, it felt just out of place and awkward, and it felt it felt like, let's throw a little, hey, they've been together, so they got to have a little love thing. And the whole line was a cool line, but it was also made me feel like it was cheesy because she delivers it, gives him a kiss, and the cannon blows the door open. And all I can think is, yes, you just saved somebody you love, and all the other people you love are dying because of you. But now, now they can die together that holding hands. That is kind hands. of Shakespearean, though, Matt. Uh, I mean, but, I got to decide with Tommy on this side. But this is space opera, not Shakespeare. I mean... But that that's that that moment, just that was hands down. 
the the moment I hated the most. Now, I will the agree movie. the kiss is awkward. Though. The kiss is awkward. The I delivery somebody, of the kiss. I heard somebody yes. say that they thought it was unscripted and she did it because John Boyega is just like, Ugh. and they're like, perfect. We'll use that cut. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's I'm done with my negative stuff because the last thing we just have to touch on is Kylo and Luke. I like the battle. I like new AT-ATs. That's all I have to say about that part. You have a thought, Josh? They're not called AT-ATs, but that's... What are they? The new ones called? I I don't know either. ATM-6. ATM-6. But there were actually AT-ATs in the battle as well. I saw that and I love it. half the height. They're so tiny. They're so little. I missed that. Really? Yeah, there's there's one or two like regular ones and they're They're like like, significantly smaller. I've got to go back and watch it just to see that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Thoughts? Luke Kyler. Uh I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I I thought it was I thought it was great. I I've read some reviews and I I want to watch it again so that way I I can see this. But I I really feel like the, with the with the throne room scene and then this final battle was more of like the samurai, like the Kurosawa like samurai yeah. you know, showdown oh, yeah. type type scenario. And I really thought that that was great. I didn't pick up on that upon watching it. It was upon you know some reviews that I that I've read that. You know, they really saw that. And I was like, you know what? You know, it's, I thought that is, was great. And yeah. uh, no, that's not even talking about the whole retelling of what happened with Luke and Ky- Kylo. You know, the whole Rashomon, you know, um, mm-hmm. type retelling of it different ways and who did what type scenario. But I thought I thought it was great. It wasn't like over the top. It would, but it was still tense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I and it did. And again, that's the theme of this the film. It's not going to end the way you think it was. Yeah. Well, I'll say this though: for a Star Wars film, and for how long it was, ratio of lightsaber battle to everything else, very, we're a little lacking. Very low. Yes. Very I would have loved the Kylo and Luke battle to have gone on at least two to three more minutes. It was still fantastic in context and absolutely what it was. And I, I love Luke's ending out of it. But I want more lightsabers. No, I, yes. I agree with that. Yeah. And and while I wanted him to pull the X-wing out of the water, fly, pull his green lightsaber, and fight legitimately fight yes. Kylo, what a way to show how powerful Luke is and how he is yeah. the true Jedi. Yeah, but I mean, once again, to go past the fact the, that the that's Jedi. how powerful yeah. Luke is, and Kylo's even more powerful right. than him. Exactly. I mean, Luke would have had his butt handed to him. If Probably he went in person. I don't. Think I don't so. mean he, he would have held himself for a little bit. I don't think he would have came out unscathed. I don't. I, but I, I think really, he could have beat down. He Kylo. can't lose another hand, bro. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't. Vader I did. think that. I think that Luke at this point, even if he had cut himself off from the Force and had not been studying, I think that he still legitimately would have bested Kylo. Hmm. Who thought he was going to go out like old Ben? And just like, I did. like after that one well, liner about well, basically thought, like haunting I, him, I I I really felt I like that was going to happen. I had figured out yeah. about halfway through that he wasn't actually there because it just for men for the... for two reasons. <laughs> I mean, his beard yes, for two reasons. For two reasons. Two decades. I yeah, leaned right. over and went, "Why does he look so young?" And my friend went, "Maybe because he connected with the force, it like rejuvenated him." I was like, eh, "Okay." And but then when he walks out there and he has Anakin's lightsaber, I went, "Did he recreate Anakin's lightsaber? Is it gonna be green?" And as soon as he struck it and it was blue, I was like, "This is like a Force ghost or something." So and see, so when when and then I didn't notice this, but my girlfriend noticed that when Kylo moves his foot and it creates the red streak, the yeah. next shot he does the Luke does the same thing, moves his foot across, there. and nothing happens. See, I thought the scene when they're all setting up for the assault and the old man. I don't know. Why I love that scene. I love that scene. The old man like steps up everyone's bunker it down. looks like he's bleeding yeah and, and like he kicks the ground and you see it's red and everything else i was like why is that i mean it's cool but why 
And then all of that, I didn't see that. So I was so caught up in it. Okay, guys, like Luke yeah. Skywalker. Who oh, I didn't just see it the first said, time either. Uh, the first time, Luke Skywalker, who just said, "I'm not the man who's gonna walk out and face down the Empire with a laser He's the sword." The man who's walking out and facing down the <laughs> Empire with a and he and if anyone could do it. He's the one, and like with all those AT ideas, look at him. I'm like, oh. I just did the only, the the first moment I was like, something's not right. Was when the lightsaber was blue. Mm-hmm. I thought that maybe he had recreated or had yeah. another lightsaber that was like it. I couldn't tell 100. percent Like an. And I didn't even catch father. that he was so much younger. I just thought he shaved. No, he got a stopped. He, he looked, got a hair. He let the yeah, caretakers like trim his beard yeah, and like comb his hair right, back. That's right. That's yeah, right. that's really what they're there for. Yeah, um, which that, they kind of weirded me out. Man, I funny, don't like. The yes. Funny thing though yeah. is, is I, yeah. this, it caused it caused me to notice the continuity error because Shelby, my girlfriend, noticed it the foot thing, and so when we saw it the second time, I was looking for it. But before they fight, they're standing in the middle where there is no salt. It mm-hmm. is all red, and when they start pull start to fight, suddenly there's salt on the ground again for that cool effect. And I went, mm, hmm. continuity error. Mm. Budget. So it, Did anybody else notice uh, Gareth Edwards? Ah, mm-hmm. Gareth Edwards was the dude who was standing next, next to the guy to who tasted the salt. Yeah. He directed Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. I, did I didn't recognize that. that was him, but nice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't recognize it was him, too. Just facts was, on I've never seen his a, face, just his movies. It was a fitting ending for Luke. Oh. Even though it, it was so not sad. what I was expecting. It made uh, me yep. so sad, it. but it was so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm okay with it. And I thought he got chopped I, in half. I want to I really see. <laughs> I want to see. Force Ghost Luke. I want to see them make Ewan McGregor look old and force Kenobi and force Yoda show up in the next one. I don't think they'll do that. It'll probably just be Luke, but that's where I'm at. And that's kind of where it ends. Then they get away. Everybody is in the Falcon. The rebellion consists of people in the Falcon. Yeah, but um, what about that uh, end credit scene? There was no credit. There was a lovely. There was a lovely little. You know, in memory of. You know. Carrie our Fisher, princess. our princess. That was beautiful. Hey, I, I was re- trying to recount the film. Um, what? Why didn't the first order just go after the Falcon immediately? Or is that because they they were way back? I don't know. Oh, okay. Just I think I, I the I, Force, Josh. I read okay. it Great. in my mind. I viewed it as when we actually see them fly away. That's probably already happened. Like they've already boarded the Falcon and gone before Luke finished up. So by the time they realize, because they don't realize they're gone until they go into the base and go, oh well. There's some no of that way they old Empire people, they were the ones that were in charge of that. Yeah, so they were okay. they were just <laughs> real slow. Oh, <laughs> I would have got my tie that shit five doing? minutes sooner. <laughs> That'll be all right. Don't we would have got you. Okay, well then, does anybody else have anything they want to add before? Before we give it our rating and close, I, I think that we've gone a little the, long, but it's yeah, Star I know Wars, we've gone so long. Okay. I think I'd like to go down the table before we give it our rating and say what we think's next. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have to, and, and that's fine. I just all I would like to say is that I think this movie, as as much as I liked it, f- felt more like like if this was it for this, like if they didn't do a third movie, I I mean, to some degrees, I'd be okay. I want to see more because I love Star Wars, um, but I liked. Kind of where this left it, that there's a there's always going to be a, a bunch of rebels fighting against an empire. There's always an evil and a light. They're always this isn't something that happens once upon a time. It just was a and again going back to poetic a little bit a little bit Shakespearean to some degree. I know they're going to make another one because it's Disney and they want to make money, but and it's a trilogy. <laughs> it's a trilogy, but but it almost feels like it could this could be it. Uh, I don't know what's coming next personally. If I'm I'll go first and I. I would like to see something about Knights of Ren. I personally would like to see this set like way in the future. Not like crazy in the future, but like 10 years, 20 years. I want to see like a Kylo 
who is like really not is, is really powerful, really crazy, and a ray to some degree. I, I just want to see that. I think cutting away from the one of the weaknesses I think of this film is you have the original cast you have to deal with, the Force Awakens cast they introduced, and then new people. It's spread thin. I felt like that's why Rose fell a little bit flat is because she's so new, having to fit in a world where we've got Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and Finn and Poe and Rey. Um, so I think it'd be interesting if they just push this way out and it's just these new kids. And, and and the war goes on, and by this point they've got some allies. The re- The rebellion is something i don't know that's what i would think would be interesting but i don't know really what they do next josh what do you think i think tony stark's probably gonna die and <laughs> peter quill will come in as that lead character so star lord is definitely better than iron man star lord is better than iron man i have absolutely no idea what's gonna happen and that was what's great about this movie as i think i've already said it kept you guessing all throughout i don't have any clue what's gonna happen um i think they're going to lead you to think that, that Kylo's taking a Vader route. Again, imagine the Empire being led by Vader. I think yeah. that's what they're going to lean towards. Um, I think it is going to be set slightly farther in the future. I don't think it's going to do that that continuation. So I think you're going to see what that reformed rebellion looks like against uh, Kylo Ren's Empire. Um, and then it's going to end. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I can't help but assume that Kylo is going to somehow become the savior at the end, but I have nothing to base that I on. I either think he's going to turn to be a savior or he's going to be, he's going to die. And I'm okay with either one to be quite honest. Or he could do both. That's fair. Pull Vader. Just be like his granddad. Yeah. Uh, someone put this really eloquently and I'm going to go ahead and butcher it right here. Um, <laughs> they had summed up the idea that this movie did a really great job of taking things like, rebellion and the resistance and making it more back to the idea of like a philosophy of a mindset instead of a physical bodied militia and and you know it's often said in the film about you know uh poe puts it you know we are the spark that lights the flame that burns the empire down and i really like the the idea of you know their numbers are down but the the heart and the spirit behind the movement are um yeah are snowballing and so I think uh, I don't have any predictions for where it goes next because, honestly, I have no clue, but I have high hopes. And, honestly, they have a, a really great plate to work with. Yeah. Um, they got a lot that they could do. And J.J. Abrams, please don't, don't mess, mess it up. It up. <laughs> oh, please don't mess it no up. No pressure. I, I think that the only thing that they can do, considering, you know, where, uh, you know, that Carrie Fisher is no longer with us and – uh, where they've where the plot has ended, I, I think that he hasn't. Um, Ryan Johnson didn't really tee up anything yeah. like like JJ did. I mean, I mean JJ just. I mean he just. Here you go. Here's yeah, it. yeah, exactly. And uh, and like you said, Drew, uh, he Ryan Johnson pretty much ended things very very well. So I think that the only thing they can do is push it ten, fifteen, maybe even twenty years into the future and see where we are see that you know ending not with one of our regular cast members but with the child you looking to the stars you know is signifying hope is signifying the next generation i think um and so you know without carrie fisher they have to say all right this is 20 years later you know we you know leo organa has passed away and we remember her and blah 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 and the legacy the, she's set they do up that, like the opening crawl like- yeah i think that i think that they'll they'll do that or within the next first 
five or ten minutes. They'll so they, they'll establish they, that she has passed, and this is the legacy. legacy they that could she open has. up. We've we've opened up on weddings before. It could open up on her funeral. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Oh my gosh. That's oh chilling. man, I I, I would. Oh. Tommy, I think you should direct this movie. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be that would yeah. be incredible. I mean, I think it would set a tone. My mind that really right is now, thinking about that. That really is. I mean, but but it also gives time to you know to see what's going to happen because I think that honestly, I think that the plot's going to need that time for Kylo and Hux to establish themselves as credible villains and a th- credible threat. I mean, yes, they're menacing, but. Are they really Palpatine menacing or Vader menacing yet? I'm not sure. So I think that if you give them 10 or 15 years, it, it'll be a believable amount of time for them to portray that. Well, especially because Kylo went from being like a temper tantrum all the time, Force Awakens, to this significantly scarier, more powerful That's true. person in this short amount of time. I think that may be a useful tool to really emphasize how powerful him and hooks both have become more or less i think i agree i think open up on leia's funeral very emotional start i think it should be further in the future i don't know 15 years maybe somewhere between five and ten maybe up to 15 i'm not sure i think it would be cool whether they do this or not that we've we've seen jumped enough further where the first order is even bigger it's basically the empire the rebellion's bigger too, and everybody knows about the civil war that's happening between the rebellion and the first order. And we have gotten a small group of the new order of Jedi, with you know Ray kind of leading it, but still being influenced by Force Ghost Luke. And we've got some Padawans and stuff. Whether they're like major characters or not, but it's established that there are people that are strong in the Force that are fighting with the rebellion and wanting to be Jedi, quote unquote. And flip side of that is we have Kylo who has formed the new or, you know, whether the we get to see the Knights of Ren as his new interpretation of the Sith. And maybe he doesn't wear his mask, but the Knights of Ren all have to wear masks because they all have to go through the transformation like he did where they get to destroy their own mask mm. or something. That's kind of like that symbolism. I think that would be cool. And we get to uh, like a small little inner like fight between good and evil so with, Matt, after this podcast we're writing we're, yeah we're gonna write our episode, script we're gonna right? submit it to jj right, cool. yeah yeah and so it's I not just too think, late i don't it's not too late so i just think like i think that would be fit with what's happened before we could see like a lot of interaction happening and then we get to see some you know jedi sith in the but the new order jedi and the new knights of ren sith fighting the new first order new empire and the new rebellion you know so yeah. Jacob, you mentioned Bioshock at the beginning of this game. And you know, Bioshock Infinite, one of the things that did is establish this idea that a Bioshock game always has like a few elements. There's a um, man, there's a lighthouse. And there's something, do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? I mean, what if that's the route that Star Wars is? Like, there's always an, there's always an always empire. Good. There's, there's always good, evil. there's always evil, there's always a war. I mean, and, and, and as crazy as that sounds, like what you just said, it's established. Sounds Luke just light. said I mean, it. Yeah, it Good is. Light, strong light, strong darkness. You can't have one without the other. And like, I want to see more things in this universe because we've seen a, a galactic civil war already. But at the same time, that's Star Wars, and I'd like to see that. I more. mean, it's in the name. Yeah. Star Wars. Well, Sometimes we overlook that, but like, literally, it's in the name. That's true. But I'm gonna give it my rating, which we give either dope or nope. Even though there's some things that I don't like, I think besides one or two big things that I just don't think I'll ever love, 
the things that I dislike the first time get better the more I watch it and I know what's going on. I'm going to give it a dope because it's awesome. Not the best. It's not better than Empire. But I think this new trilogy is starting fantastically and I can't wait to see what happens. Dope uh, or nope? Oh, definitely a dope. I, I would agree with you. All the reasons that you just said. Some things that I don't understand. Some things that I don't necessarily agree with. But... Uh, but everything else outweighs that. All the other chances that they took. I mean, we saw so many things that we've never seen in a Star Wars film before. Um, both, I mean, from a you know a, a cinematic point of view, and also from a you know Star Wars universe. Star yeah, Wars. We universe. didn't even talk about the Force connection aspect. That That's was right. totally brand new to Star Wars. That's uh, right. In terms of the movies, really right. interesting. Absolutely. Like all those conversations were really interesting. Yes. So oh. definitely dope. Two dopes. Tommy, what you got? You know, uh, I, I sat in on a, a Twitter conversation and watched some people talk, and I remember one guy going, I think I need to see it a second time because I liked it. The more I talk about it, I have a lot that I dislike, and I, it sounds like I dislike it, or like I, maybe I don't dislike it enough, or more than I should. And uh, and with that, I, there are definitely problems with the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for all of its issues, whether they're glaring or not, it was still a great film, so I'm mm-hmm. going to give it a dope. Woo, three dopes. I love when Tommy gives movies dopes. It's All so right. rare. It's rare and it's magical. I'm just happy you gave a Star Wars movie a dope. <laughs> Makes me really happy. All right, Josh? Definitely dope. I think we've gotten slightly spoiled just because of this recent reboot. Force Awakens was very solid. They didn't make any errors. They didn't take many risks, but they didn't make any errors, and so it was a very solid movie. Rogue One was very well done and very mm-hmm. good. Um, so I think it had such Agreed a... disagree. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Tommy doesn't like Rogue One it's a topic I, for another I, time oh, moving on okay um, but Tommy does like puppies and his wife and bacon and ice cream and so I think it had such a high bar there was put <laughs> <laughs> your coke away from the microphone sir next time lesson learned what were you saying, Josh? Though? There's almost nowhere to go except to be disappointed or to disappoint a few fans, um, yeah. some vocal fans apparently. But uh, it was Star Wars fans be vocal. See, yeah, See honestly, I've heard that, but like, I feel like I was alone in that. Besides my one friend who just hated the whole movie. You were not amongst I know my I'm, friends. I know and, I'm not alone. And family, now. Uh, most like my my little sister spent the whole morning like, you like that movie. Like, there's this issue and this. It explained this to me and do this. And I was like, I don't have time for this. You should talk to the person who said it ruined Luke Skywalker who told me that, which is that's, not true at all. Exactly. Obviously, he doesn't know who Luke Skywalker is. Yeah. All right, Drew, final. I'm, get, give I'm giving a dope. I, Woo, I said last week this was my movie of the year, and it is. And this is why. Every time I spend thinking about this movie, like when I really start digging into some of the themes and some of the stuff that's happening in this, I just, I, I like it even more. Yes, there are problems. No movie is perfect, but man, I like this movie a lot. And, uh, I'm excited that star Wars is not dying. I guess if that makes sense, I'm excited that star Wars, <laughs> even, even though, even, even though I'm, I'm excited when I have kids, I get to show them star Wars. I know that sounds so silly, but like, that's something I'm extremely excited about one day. I like this universe and world are awesome and I'm glad that it's not fading away. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's something that is you know becoming mythic and legendary within our own world. Um, and I love that. I, I really love this movie. 
Um, I'm excited about what it, where the direction they're going. Um, I think the more I think about this movie and when it comes out and I get to see it and really peel it apart some, I'm going to like it even more. Uh, I can't wait to see it again. If you guys want to go see it sometime, let's let's do and, it. And I do I do agree. I do think it is a two two viewing movie, um, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. I never it. thought that would be the case for a Star Wars movie. I saw Force Awakens like four times because it was just fun. It was new Star Wars. Yeah, but this one, like, I almost feel like to do it real justice to really understand it, you need to see it twice. I just mm. never thought. Like, I remember seeing Inception and watching Inception and thinking, man, this is a great movie. I like this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But I remember thinking, I need to go watch it again to really wrap my head around it. I never thought I'd be talking about a Star Wars movie that way. And that makes That's me fair. really excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, as you can tell, we've gone very long because we really like Star Wars. And if you've made it this far in the podcast, we appreciate it. There's a lot of good and a lot of, not maybe good, but it's a great film. Star Wars is thriving, that's for sure. And you know what? In May, we get to talk about Solo, the Star Wars movie no one asked for. But yeah, we're all still going to see it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get these guys back We'll for get that these one. guys back for That'll Solo. We'll talk Solo. We'll and be the Star Wars squad. And hopefully the eventual Kenobi movie that I want so badly. Oh, what a Kenobi but movie. But until that yeah. comes, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to close here. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search The Valkyrie Cast. You can find us on iTunes and give us a rating because we would love you forever. And if you're on Android, you can look us up on Podbean or visit our site, thevalkyriecast.com. It'll send you straight to our podcast. And uh, when this comes out, uh, last week's episode will also be out, which was our live episode. We're probably going to do that again in the future, so give us some feedback on that. And if there's nothing else to add, thanks for joining us, guys. Star Wars is awesome. May the Force be with you, and we are the Valkyrie guys.